1: Hey, folks. uh, No bad news this week. I'm not coming here to tell you right now that we're not going to have anybody on the show this week or that we're skipping an episode. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Uh... Marin and Nikki and I all did a full-length, uh, more-than-two-hour recording this week that's uh, probably one of, my, I think, one of our best uh, episodes in a long time to date. I think we really found our rhythm on this one. But I did want to come in at the beginning here to uh, mention and tell you to stick around for after the show uh, proper ends. We do also have a interview with uh, Stuart Dougherty from Lion Bite Games, an uh, stu- uh, indie studio that's working on a neat little game called uh, Rain of Reflections that is coming out this week, later this week, and uh, I sat down with our sound designer to kind of go over what the game is like. It's kind of a neat-sounding mix of sort of an XCOM and a telltale adventure game set in a cyberpunk universe, and it looks really cool. Uh, We got a chance to talk to them about it, and I just wanted to let you know that that there wasn't really a natural stopping point anywhere in the middle of this episode. Uh, We didn't take a break or anything, so uh, I couldn't find a place to put it in that fit naturally or felt natural, so I just threw it at the end of the episode, and that's why I wanted to warn you, even after we uh, do our outros for the week and everything like that, there is more in the episode at the very end, so stick around for that, and otherwise, uh, enjoy the show. Bye. love it hello everybody and welcome to another episode of fan with that's not the sound of the autumn winds you hear in the background that's the sound of applause and cheering for the greatest podcast about video games that anyone has ever recorded because uh, yay. yay we have uh, a full house this week by which i mean we have the normal guests which is not usually normal uh It's me, Stephen Strom, one of your co-hosts. I am joined by Merritt K. Hey, what's up? Not much. How are you? Good. It's good to be back. Yeah, I'm glad to have you back. I'm also glad to have one Nikki Grayson back. Hello. Hi. How are
2: you? Good. Very tired. Ooh, good.
1: You're all moved in?
2: Yeah, all moved in. No boxes. We're we're free from box hell. Uh, As we've begun to call it, Uh, but we're good. Things are good. Okay. Cool.
1: Cool. Cool. I like it. Um, Well, uh, yeah, we haven't been back all together in a little bit of quite a while now. So, like, I don't even know where to start. I've already lost all of my like my host's skills. My (laughs) my finely honed golden
2: pipes have uh, they've, they've started to rust, and I don't know what to do. Can we talk about how I had to update my air conditioner last night? Yes, let's sorry. talk about the most important news of the week. Uh, sorry, what? <laughs> okay, so we bought an AC a couple of weeks ago, but because we, uh, we both have noodle arms, um, we're not able to put it into the window because it was very heavy. So we had a task grab it, and a strongman came to put it into our home. He plugged it in and then left, presumably to go do another job. When I came home, uh, Catherine, my girlfriend, was like, hey, uh, the AC works. And then I was like, why is there a Wi-Fi light on it? And she was like, what? And I said, there's a Wi-Fi light on the air conditioner. Turns out uh, there is a Wi-Fi chip inside of the air conditioner uh, that allows the AC to connect to the internet. So you can yell at it from like your Google Home or Amazon Echo or whatever.
3: Uh
2: Um, So I downloaded that app and then I had to wait literally 10 minutes while the air conditioner updated, uh, because it it wouldn't connect to the internet otherwise, so I had to update the firmware on my uh, on my AC. Would it? And now the LAPD is flying overhead, presumably because they've caught me. Yes. In my crimes.
1: <laughs> He's trying to hack into the internet through the through the air conditioner. We never saw it coming. Who would have thought that he would have used an uh, air conditioning unit to try and break into the NSA? Mm-hmm. These are the revelations that you can expect on Fan with the Fanbyte podcast, uh, where we talk about our secret lives as international hackers. <laughs> Merit, what have you hacked into this week? Your microwave, maybe?
0: God, I can't believe that Mega Man Battle Network was like <laughs> an accurate <laughs> vision of the future. Like, <laughs> the specific ways in which the future sucks, it was totally spot on because... yeah. Your fucking toaster gets infected by a virus and burns your house down. Mm -hmm. Or your AC gets, you know, uh, ransomed by a hacker. And they're like, if you want it to be cold, you got to send me 20 bitcoins.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Merit, like, that sounds way too realistic to, like do like at this point now that i know that like wi-fi in an ac unit is a real thing holding someone's air conditioner ransom during like a heat wave we we have to cut this out because we're just
0: giving people ideas (laughs) i mean you could just probably disconnect it from the internet and just like turn it on normally right yeah oh yeah so
2: i can i can turn it on normally um but now that it is connected i do not know if i can disconnect it oh no from Mm. the internet so, like, I can unplug it, but then it's extremely off. It's a dead man switch for your AC. See, yeah, because now yeah.
0: you've got a vuln, is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. You've I had got, to give
2: LG so much of my personal information. You, well,
0: no, not that. You've got a vuln into your network. So ah, shit. So, Lan <laughs> can come along with megaman.exe and get him through a back door in your AC, and uh, he's going to learn all your secrets. Not my secrets. Yeah, and take all your credit cards. <laughs> oh,
2: my secrets. Um, Len's gonna be very disappointed with what he finds. Ari, e. my finances. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a tremendous waste of time and effort.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, it's good to hear all of your voices already back on our normal bullshit. Merritt's talking about um, Mega Man, and Dicky is talking about how horrible the world is in ways that Yay. I didn't know. Uh, meanwhile, it's just really windy here. It's—I I know I—I uh, I, I deployed that goof earlier, a, a jape about how it was actually cheering, but it's actually super windy behind me right now. Oh. So if anybody hears that, that's what that is. Autumn winds are here again. It was 89 degrees yesterday, on September 16th, 2019, the middle of autumn in North Dakota. It was almost 90 degrees, and the humidity was off the charts. It was ridiculous, and my AC sucks. My AC doesn't connect to the internet. My AC, AC barely connects to my wall. And so, like, <laughs> we just had windows open trying to let this beautiful breeze in, and it was fine, but it's also super-duper humid here all the time, every time. Uh, and so I that's my cross to bear. That's that's my onus, my Otacon-style Metal Gear Solid 4 onus to bear uh, into the next generation is that I am
2: sweaty and unhappy. Um, you should make I, some eggs to feel better about yourself.
1: Yeah, that's true, you know? It, do, it is... Uh, the food for the soul But I'm trying to watch But we adults have to watch Our caloric intake So
2: <sighs> My favorite My favorite Otacon catchphrase Is eggs or food for the soul
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Snake Are you Is egg the The uh, The Frank Of Metal Gear Solid Is Otacon mm-hmm. the Frank uh, The Frank Reynolds From Always Sunny Oh is this Metal is an Always
1: Solid. Sunny thing I have not seen much Always Sunny I'm afraid I think so.
2: Which one is Frank? Is he Danny DeVito? He's Danny DeVito. He's Danny DeVito, DeVito, who would offer you an egg in a trying time. Oh! Oh, oh, hell yeah, street racing.
1: Uh Uh-huh. There's a guy who lives down the street, not not down the street, down the hall from me. Uh, who does just like to ride his motorcycle very loudly around the corner and then come right back again and just do that, like, multiple times a day.
0: Oh, that's so cool. If I had
1: a bike, I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> a bike and, like, literally nothing else going on in your life. It's one o'clock on a Tuesday, my dude. <laughs> who are you impressing? <laughs> Not me. Except except really awesome. Like, no, it's super cool. I do it's I do so enjoy cool.
2: it. I want a bike. <laughs>
1: uh i had something there but i was i'm not sure what i was gonna say uh now oh did you yes i do now uh i so it was my birthday over the weekend oh,
2: happy, happy birthday. birthday
1: thank you i turned 29 years old i am officially a boomer now um i'm looking forward to being canceled uh yeah congrats
2: <laughs> your paperwork is in the mail
1: mm-hmm. uh, i'm just i'm gonna go to a dave Chappelle show uh next week and uh, it'll be great um <laughs> No, I w- so par- for my birthday. I went to a movie uh, with my partner called uh, Dora and the
2: Lost City of Gold, which people. Oh uh, hell yeah, dude! That hell 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 gosh dang yeah, dude! You know what? That movie's all right. <laughs> that movie's yeah, it not is. Bad. They ma- they made an Uncharted movie before they made an Uncharted movie.
1: Basically, it's like anti-colonial <laughs> Uncharted too. There's like v- yeah. like lots of very pointed and specific anti-colonial <laughs> commentary in
0: that. That's movie. That's so wild. Wait. Is, like, Swiper the representation of, like, (sighs) colonial violence or something? Uh, Swiper is the
1: weirdest thing in that entire movie. Wait,
0: (laughs) wait, do you learn that, like, you can't just, that just saying, that that just, like, asking him to stop swiping isn't enough? That you actually have to, like, take up arms against him?
1: Well, (laughs) they they do, they do poison him to death with a, with a deadly frog. Sorry, what? At the end of the movie. That's a thing that happens to Swiper in this movie is Dora turns to the camera and says, early on in the movie, uh, Dora finds a poisonous frog, turns to the camera and says, can you say neurotoxicity as a joke? Okay, I
0: thought you were serious
1: for like... No. Merit. I'm dead serious. Merit, this is the thing that happens in this movie. She said, Dora says, uh, can you say, turns to the camera and says, can you say neurotoxicity? That's not real. I am not... This is exactly a thing that happens. And then that frog comes back and near the end of the movie. They need to get past a door to solve a, what they call a jungle puzzle. Uh, it's like a whole running gag. And they poison it. She literally, early on in the movie, says, like, yeah, this, these frogs are like wicked deadly, y'all. Like, they will paralyze you and you will die. And then they use it in this goofy slapstick scene to poison a guard and swiper who are guarding the door to, like, the, the Lost City of Gold. That's the name of the movie, Dora, the Lost City of Gold. Uh, and they poison Swiper and, and this other guy, and it's like a big goofy thing, except for the fact that earlier on in that movie, they established the fact that these frogs kill people, that it's <coughs> deadly poison,
2: but they're fine, because whatever, uh, I don't know. Amazing. Um, amazing.
1: But Swiper is legitimately the weirdest thing in that entire movie, to the point where I, my current conspiracy theory, my fan theory about the about the uh, production schedule of Dora and The Lost City of Gold, the Dora the Explorer live-action movie, was that Swiper was added to that movie, like, post Like, after the movie... Like, they they put that movie together, realized it was, like, too... it It didn't have enough stuff for kids in it. And were like, we need to have a talking animal. And so they added a talking animal. Except they added two talking animals, which is why it's so weird. Swiper is in that movie, and he talks, and people acknowledge that he can talk, but nobody thinks it's weird. But then later on... Dora there's another talking animal there's a, another animal that cannot another CG animal that cannot talk who then talks to Dora and Dora flips out like she's never seen a talking animal before and nobody will believe Weird. her that she has has that she has seen a talking animal except there has been a talking animal for like 90% of the movie up to that point it is the most bizarre part of that movie It is the most bizarre part of a movie that is a live action Dora the Explorer movie that's actually just uncharted <laughs> it's so strange
0: I looked that's it up and I can't believe that that's that you're you were telling the truth yeah like she that says happens. That, all that,
1: that all that happens also uh, she gets high she does get high and then turns into a cartoon version of herself she turns into the cartoon version of herself when she gets high
3: that's very uh, good
1: and I need to watch this movie uh, now, I guess <laughs> yeah that that does happen um god what a, like there's a whole there's a dance oh my god there's a whole dance number where they reference the fact that there's a like the the like kind of queen bee of their school is like this like uh, prim and proper honor student uh who ends up like befriending her and it turns out they all like you know it's power friendship whatever there's this whole like extended scene about her pooping in the jungle and about how everybody sees her pooping and then they sing about it at the end of the movie <laughs> It's not the only thing they sing about, to be fair, but but uh, it is included in the lyrics in the end of their, like, Tim Burton, Alice in Wonderland-style end-of-movie dance number. They have a part where they, they have lyrics about how everybody saw this girl shitting in the jungle. It's, uh, uh, it's a hell of a movie. Good. It's a hell of a, uh, of a film, actually. I do, I do want to give it the credit it to- deserves. <laughs> it's actually pretty yeah. good. Like, it's, it's genuinely... A pretty funny movie, like more than I, more so than I thought. But uh, there is some weird stuff going on in it. But all I, this has nothing to do with anything because the only reason I brought the movie up in the first place is because before it, I saw the trailer for the new Jumanji film, uh, oh, which yeah. I don't know if you which? all had seen that they're making a new Jumanji. Uh, yeah, the one in the vein of the the Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Kieran Nebula Gillen. No, yep. wait, not Kieran Gillen. Different. <laughs> Karen Gillan is going, uh-huh. uh, author of uh, *The Wicked and the Divine*, and uh, Doctor Afra is going to be a star uh, in a starring role in *Jumanji*. What's the
0: other Car- mm-hmm. Karen Gillan? Karen Gillan yeah. uh,
1: from *Doctor Who*. Uh, she's yeah. she's also in it. Uh, except now, Danny DeVito and oh uh, yeah, no, it, it looks it?
0: very good. Danny DeVito and uh, uh, Danny, Danny Glover.
1: Glover, which I like. I don't know what those first, what that last movie is like. I hear it's very good, but are, are they? In that it's very movie? good.
0: Uh, no, no, they're not. Um, okay, yeah. in the first movie, it's Nick just, Jonas just like, is in the kids first one. get Jumanji'd, right? And um,
1: the verb of Jumanji. Yeah,
0: uh, and you know, it's like the jokes. A lot of the humor in the movie comes from like, uh, the jock is in like the, the short, uh, guy's body, and like. The, the hot girl is in Jack Black's body. And, like, actually, that part is, like, done really well. Like, Really? It's, yeah, okay. So there's a part in the movie where um, uh, Karen Gillan, who is, like, the nerdy girl, uh, has to, like, distract some guards to, like, so they can sneak past. And uh, she's like, I don't know anything about boys. Like, I'm a nerd. Um I thought you were gonna say I'm super gay (laughs) and so like the hot girl who is Jack Black is like okay I'll I'll show you I'll teach you how to like be cool and like sexy or whatever and like so it's just like Jack Black doing this like this like really good like well choreographed like dance move and everything but like I mean and it's funny but like he's actually really going for it and like it's never there's no like you could see some really easy gross jokes but like it they never go there um nice. so it's like just like a really like fun goofy movie and it like is genuinely really pretty funny so i'm really excited for the one for this one where uh <laughs> it's like they one of their grandpa's and like his friend get sucked into jumanji and don't even like know what a video game is <laughs> and uh they have to figure things out it's very good
1: that's a pretty honestly. Like now that I think about it, like if I think about that movie as being like, okay, we're a bunch of uh, kids who got sucked into a video game world, and I'm the nerd kid who knows how video games work, so I can help you. It seemed to me like maybe maybe the basic premise here is like, let's take away that entire safety net. And honestly, that seems like a really cool basis for a sequel to this. Oh like, yeah, no, like
0: in um in the trailer, like at one point, I think it's Karen Gillan is just like, we're gonna die. Oh my gosh, <laughs> because they're just like. <laughs> Just completely
1: fucking up. Yeah, uh, I should. Uh, I, I think I should go see that first movie. Big, big uh, time for movies set in the jungle. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, the, jung- the,
2: the uh, jungle. The yeah. jungle lobby is the big jungle is doing really well to get representation. You, you guys want to talk about video
1: game, real video games, and not just the fake Jumanji video game.
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I saw a movie yeah, that's yeah, set in forest, kind of. Oh really? What movie? Uh, Midsummer. Oh, how's that? Uh, I liked it. Yeah. Um, I I know it has kind of like a mixed reception, I think. Uh, Okay. Just because I think um, actually our writer, uh, Gretchen, uh, Gretchen Felker Martin, like wasn't crazy about it because she thought it was like a little too aseptic and that that kind of clashed with like the emotional tone the movie was going for. And I can see that, but. I also I saw the director's cut and I hadn't seen the the like theatrical release. It's almost three hours long, Jeez. and uh, it was a lot. It was like
1: very stressful. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of teens getting
0: murdered in the woods. Well, but the most stressful part of that movie isn't even that. It's like the first hour where it's like just this like uh, it's just the main character arguing with her like discount Chris Pratt boyfriend who's just like the worst grad student in the world and like the worst dude and uh it's just so, so he's a grad student <laughs> so he's a grad student so he's the worst people yeah <laughs> um but yeah the moral of that movie is just like grad students are bad basically oh hell yeah <laughs> uh yeah so i i, I like that it was uh Do, had you ever seen hereditary before that no it's my first uh ari Oster movie
1: Wow. Okay. I haven't seen either of them yet either. And I know nothing I basically what I know about Midsummer is what Gretchen wrote and it's just like, okay, it's like weird grad students in Sweden they probably get killed or something. And then I know oh, they literally super get killed. Yeah. Uh, okay.
0: yeah. I hadn't seen Hereditary because I only started watching horror movies like a year ago. And Oh wow. I've been working my way up to contemporary ones because what I've realized is that what people thought was scary in the 70s and 80s, like, usually is not that scary. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, but more contemporary horror movies, so things like It Follows or The Witch or whatever, Mm -hmm. I was just like, "Uh, I I don't know. Um, But, sorry? I was just gonna
1: say, John Carpenter has, like, a really good, like, breakdown of, like, how he came up with the idea for Halloween, and it's, like, ties directly into what you're talking about here, where he's, like, basically saying that, like, a lot of horror movies up to the point that Halloween was created were, like, based on this, uh, like, very different, like, idea of, like, what, like... at the time, contemporary white middle America thought of as scary or whatever. And, like, Halloween is very much him just, like, basically saying, no, fuck you. You're, like, you're not safe, you know, in your weird walled garden of the suburbs or whatever. Like, I'm gonna make a movie mm. that, like, that is all about, like, how corrupt and, and, like, under the, you know... I was gonna say under the skin. That's a different horror movie. Like, how under, <laughs> like, beneath all of this stuff, it's it's all just, you know, as bad as anything. Like, you're all, you all suck. Um, yeah. And then... Oh, it's a, very much like a Blue Velvet kind of thing, like, like of its time idea. I don't know if you've seen Blue Velvet, but... No. Okay, that's a David Lynch movie that's about kind of a very similar thing. Um, it's a good-ass movie. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to
0: interrupt. Uh, no, yeah, it's cool. So, basically, the upshot is I'm only now getting to, like, contemporary horror movies, so uh, yeah, I saw Midsummer. I'll probably see Hereditary at some point, and uh, yeah, I saw Trick or Treat recently, which is Ooh. it's like ten years old. It's like not exactly contemporary, but no, very, but it's, very yeah. good. It's very so good.
1: good, I love that. Movie. I love the premise that, of like, a that's movie
0: weird. that's like it's it's like kind of like the Halloween version of a Christmas movie about like it's sort of like Halloween Christmas Carol, but it's like if you don't respect the true meaning of Halloween, like this like uh, pajama like Skull Child is going to fucking mm-hmm. kill you. <laughs> and he has a name too.
1: I forget what his, his name. name is. His name is Sam. Yes, 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 yes. God, what a good movie. They've been talking about making a sequel to that for like 10 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I really want it. I think the, that director or maybe the writer of that movie went he on did to go do
0: Godzilla, I think, which is like, oh, give me another trick or treat. I don't fucking care yeah. about this Godzilla movie.
1: I was going to say, I thought they did Dread, the Carl Urban Dread. Oh, um, but... But maybe maybe that wasn't them either. I can't remember now. But uh, Dread also a fucking good movie that is basically like a reverse horror movie, <laughs> where you're just following uh, Judge Dread walk like go through this entire like mega building apartment apartment complex, just like completely dismantling these like bad guys. It's a hell of a movie. Um, Nikki, have you seen any movies
2: ever? Um, no. Uh, so you're telling Nikki? me that the, the pictures oh, no. the pictures move? Oh no. Hello. You might have lost Nick. Hello. Ah, beans. The,
1: the, the LAPD really did find him. The Cyber Crimes Division. Uh, well, well, uh, he can hear us, so we'll just keep talking at him this whole time um, and talk about movies that we've seen and enjoy. Uh, I think we talked, actually, about like how you were just going through horror movies in order because we talked about The Thing a whole bunch, right?
0: Yeah. Ah. Yeah, still crazy about The Thing. I saw this movie called from beyond uh, oh god i saw you tweeting about from beyond. <laughs> on sunday and uh-huh. it's kind of like it's kind of like the thing in the in the fleshy way <laughs> not yeah. at all like in terms of plot in that sense it's more like um Hellraiser, i guess yeah
1: that's true yeah. because
0: it's you know it's like a horror movie about a guy who is too horny yeah and,
1: um, Ex- except instead of like demons it's weird alien cosmic
0: stuff. Yeah, it's like science. He did a science because he was too horny. Um, and then it turns okay. out that...
2: that what? <laughs> Sorry, I was gone for about a fraction of a second and I came back and heard the words did a science too horny. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's the plot of the film Weird Science. Yep. Ah. The,
1: the guy... Tur- uh, what's his name? Um, Bill Bixby. No. Uh, the guy who... The Game Over Man guy? His name. He, he turns into Poop. Uh, And he's talking because he's made of poop.
2: Weird Science. Uh, Oh, like the song.
0: Why don't people understand? Do, 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 do. Weird Science. You know? Do you know there was a Weird Science TV series? I did know that, and I've seen it, and I haven't seen the movie. Same here. (laughs) Because I think the movie was, like,
1: I don't think it was R, but it, 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 like... If it came out today, it would probably be R.
0: Yeah, I mean, the premise was one that I think that my parents wouldn't take me to. But, like, the TV show was, um, it was, like, marketed towards kids. Oh, yeah. It
1: was, like, in that vein of that era. I feel like there was, like, a weird era where, like like, uh, Fox Family, which became ABC Family, I think, or vice versa was, like, doing a bunch of different TV series based on, like, 80s movies, uh, I feel like, around that same time. Like, that there was, like, an Adams Family rebooted TV series, like, in the vein of the Tim Burton films, and there was, like, a there was Weird Science, there was, I, although I think Weird Science might have originated on USA, which is basically just the same kind of network, where it's just a network that just, like, makes the weirdest fucking shit that they can get for cheap, uh, it feels like. But, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely not marketed as like an adult film but i'm pretty sure there's like full frontal nudity in the in the mo- original movie <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think it was like a teen movie um let me see and then the tv show it just says it was a sitcom but it was it was on usa yeah
1: yep Mm-hmm.
0: and um Wow, okay. <laughs> Not something you like to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the, the Wikipedia page of the, the guy who played one of the main characters, mm-hmm. and it just said he's most known for playing the character on Weird Science.
1: Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a bummer. Uh, well, Save- you know what? Maybe he retired. Maybe, you know, he, he found a different life.
0: Uh, I have a feeling he's uh, doing the con circuit. Oh, boy. Merit,
1: like those are the like most depressing words you've ever said on this podcast I can't I can't do this I have to yeah. walk away doing the con circuit no thank you
0: yeah all of these people are just like they did weird science oh boy oh this guy was on Oz oh
2: oh that's cool
1: never seen Oz the, the, the most I've ever seen of Oz is that one scene from Arrested Development where um George Michael sees Oz oh yeah because he thinks it's the Wizard of Oz. That's what I know about Oz. <laughs>
0: I definitely saw like <laughs> 10 minutes of an episode at like one in the morning when, uh, when I was a kid and okay. uh, at night and it was, it's very weird. Um, all I remember is that some guy, some guy has breast cancer and then he tells the doctor, I can't have breast cancer, I'm not gay. Uh, what? And I think what? the doctor is like, uh, uh, that's not... That's it, not how any of this works. That's nothing. That's um, nothing. I might be misremembering that. Maybe something else. But that's pre- I'm pretty sure that that's... Did, did you see an SNL parody sketch of an episode of <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta look this up now. Uh, you know, it's just... Can that... What... Now, uh, well, guess what came up when I searched Oz breast cancer?
1: Mm, Dr. Oz? It, Dr. Absolutely
0: Oz. Dr. Oz. Was it, was it Mohammed, what's
2: his name? What's his first name? Oh, does doctor. he have a first name? He does. He does have a first name. That His first name is not Dr. Oh,
0: okay. This is uh, new
2: to
0: me. Mr. Oz, yeah. Okay, wait. This is real. This is real because I'm...
2: It's real.
1: It's real. Like a, uh, like a DVD copy of the Oz uh, the Complete Series in the air. It's like I told you. It's it real. Wait, like multiple people get
0: breast cancer in the show? Like what?
1: What? What? <laughs> That's a good indication that your show has gone on for too long.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, Patty Lapone is a librarian uh-huh. who gets breast cancer, and then. Um... Uh, Ryan O'Reilly played by Dean Winters uh also gets breast cancer so Weird. Th- I don't is know if like they just ran out of scrubs ideas where
2: everyone it's like an episode of scrubs where everyone gets rabies <laughs> in the course what episode
0: except much darker
2: <laughs> yeah uh, well no all of
0: those people did die <laughs> wait oh my god wait was this The guy who, okay, that guy who I I think is like one of the main characters um, Uh is played by Dean Winters, who is the vulture on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and also is Dennis on 30 Rock. What? Dennis? Uh, I guess he's most known for his role on on Oz. Which one is Dennis on? He's a, hey, dummy. Oh, oh, he's mayhem? Yeah, he's Mayhem. Mayhem. He is Mayhem. Yes, he is Mayhem. You you just had to... Oh, uh, Oh, Mayhem. I had to mention the, the car insurance commercials that he was in.
1: Yeah, you have to, like, really bring this to, like, a level of cultural discourse that I am comfortable with, Thank you. Wait,
0: J.K. Simmons was in Oz, and he played the leader of the Aryan Brotherhood. Huh, okay. Huh. I... I mean, he's played bad guys before. I want pictures of White Spider Man. Oh no!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God! Wait, Oz was the first original drama from
1: HBO. I thought you were gonna say it's the first drama, and I'm just like, how young are (laughs) you? Culturally
0: speaking, (laughs) wait, Harold Perrineau is is in. He's the main. He's the narrator of Oz. Who is Harold Parado? Once again, uh, is he in a commercial? You car may know commercial? him as uh, uh, Michael Dawson in Lost, or as Mercutio in Romeo and Juliet, or as Link in The Matrix. Uh, no, nothing. The
1: Lo- Lost is probably the one that I would put the face to the easiest, but I'm trying to think of like who Michael was on
0: Lost. It's been a minute. I mean, to me, Mercutio is like. His iconic yeah, yeah. role Sorry, is the
1: one, yeah. Is that, that Romeo comes... Plus Juliet?
0: Yeah. Have you not seen that?
1: Yeah. I have, but again, it was like when that oh, okay. movie came out. <laughs> yeah. Just like 30
2: years ago
0: now. Sorry, I'm just blown away by
2: like the star-studded cast of Oz. Yeah, this cast is Christopher Maloney's here. Edie Falco's here.
0: Well, Oz I mean, was like a big what? deal, right? Like, Oz yeah. was like huge at the time. I guess it was, yeah. I, I, it was just like well, right before my time, I guess.
2: Y'all, Lance Reddick is in
0: this goddamn oh, television program. What? I mean, he is in every HBO series that ever was. Whether so we wanted it, it or not, we've wandered <laughs> into a war with J.K. Simmons with on J. Mars. J.K. Simmons. <laughs> God, okay, Nikki, that video that you made was very good. So if if listeners haven't seen this, uh go to go to Nikki's Twitter account and uh, yeah,
1: God, look, 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 search for what's your Mickey and Grace. It's N- at Godsua. No, it's at Gotsua G O D
2: S E W A. So,
1: search for at Godsua <laughs> Destiny or Data <Datamine. laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah. So Lance Reddick is the voice of a character on Ducktales, the the Disney reboot of Ducktales. Which I cannot stress to everyone who is listening to the show enough needs to go watch the rebooted Ducktales. It is legitimately great. It is so good. Um, but yeah, he's among a the pantheon of Dora
1: on... and the Lost City of Gold, yeah, of rebooted <laughs> television series,
2: he's, um, he's a villain of In Ducktales, and he lives on the moon, and he thinks that the moon is a planet, which is not, which is impossible to glean, which is why I'm just telling you this. There are multi- I was trying to figure out how to work it in, but there's a part where he says in the Zavala voice. Because sometimes there's an accent and some ter- sometimes there's not, which is my favorite part of his portrayal of the Moon Man. Um, it, but he says the the people, the weaklings on the uh, on on Earth, will fear the planet Moon, and he just says that <laughs>
1: straight.
2: <laughs> you did share that one clip
1: for me where like they first introduce his character to like the 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 mother of Huey, Huey, uh-huh. and Louie, and they're like they're talking about like. Uh, We are the whatever of the planet moon. And then, like, the the mother is like, the moon isn't a planet or whatever. And they just get so incensed that you would imply that the
2: moon is not a planet, (laughs) which is a very good bit. Um, It's great. So so he's basically, this is mild spoilers, he's been planning an invasion of the moon. And there's a scene where he fights, uh, there's a hand-to-hand combat scene with Donald Duck. On the moon on a spaceship, (laughs) Um, so I just took some of the audio from that and uh, just laid that underneath that first seed on Titan when you uh, get off the ship. Also Uh, a moon, actually. (laughs) Also a moon, Um, and also yeah. For some reason, this character doesn't understand nicknames, so he does call um, (laughs) he does call uh, Huey, Louie, and Dewey Hubert, Duford, and Llewellyn.
0: Oh, fuck. Is that what Nikki? it's short for? <laughs> yeah, that's what it's short for. Nikki, where can,
1: okay. Nikki,
2: where can, where can I purchase this television program? Because it's on iTunes. Or if you have cable, you can watch it on Disney oh now, which God. is the in-betweener streaming service until Disney Plus happens. Um, cable, the original streaming service. So yeah, cable, the original streaming service. It is so good, y'all. It's so good. There's in a whole there's a whole episode. That, okay, while we're on the subject of DuckTales, so remember remember Darkwing Duck. I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I watch so okay, much so Darkwing, Darkwing Duck. Duck. Darkwing Duck is a character on DuckTales. Basically, they're just like folding in that entire like Disney Afternoon like universe into DuckTales. So there's a scene where Darkwing Duck, or there's a there's an episode where Darkwing Duck, um, is washed up. He's doing the con circuit. No one knows who the fuck he is. He has to, like, open grocery stores now oh because that's God. the only way he can make money. Wait, no! Darkwing? <laughs> it, then it turns out... It's vo- it's also voiced by the dude who originally voiced Darkwing Duck. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, um, what's his name? Darkwing Duck voice actor. Uh, his name is Jim Cummings. Okay, so oh, Jim yeah. Cummings yeah. is there. And he... Um, he then finds out that uh, Scrooge owns a movie studio. My other favorite thing about this show is that whenever they need to like create a thing, as in like a like a justification, uh-huh. they're just like, Oh yeah, Scrooge owns a movie studio, he just didn't tell the kids about it because he didn't want them to ask any questions. <laughs> so it turns Don't out Don't ask that about owns the movie, movie unions.
1: Don't ask about <laughs> <Yeah>. Teamsters.
2: <laughs> so Scrooge owns a movie studio, he's rebooting Darkwing Duck. And then there's a, se- there's a whole sequence where Darkwing Duck, the actual Darkwing Duck from the television program, fights the new Darkwing Duck from the movie. Oh, my God. And then becomes evil and turns into Negaduck, which is a huge storyline in the comics. Uh, did you know that they're Darkwing Duck comics? Well, in the comics yeah, Negaduck and at is at the Darkwing Duck's
0: this- counterpart from this yeah. alternate universe
2: where... Yeah, Negaduck uh,
0: exists in the
1: cartoon, too, like...
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Wait,
0: one. am I? Wait, no, sorry. Which one is? Which one is? Negaduck? He's like the yellow one. He's like oh, he's like I'm thinking yellow of. One. I'm thinking of the other one. That's like, there's like a universe where I think uh, Darkwing Duck's niece or whatever was killed, and he becomes yes. basically like an antihero. Like he becomes like evil he becomes Batman. You Frank Miller Darkwing Duck. Yeah, exactly. Is what he does. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah that's I totally different. remember that. Yeah. And then
1: like she gets transported to that timeline. She doesn't die. I think she, like, travels into the future, but from his perspective, she is oh, dead or disappeared. right, yeah. And then she has to get back in, to go back in time to stop that from happening because he, he goes full fascist and takes over the world. Yeah. Um, Negaduck is, I think, Darkwing gets, like, electrocuted by, or something like that, and, like, Negaduck is, like, spawned out of him, like Eve hey, out of
0: Adam's rib. So can we talk for a second? Sorry, Nikki, I don't mean to, to derail here, but no, um, yeah, yeah, no, can we no, just no, talk no. about how weird... The Darkwing Duck villains were, like, yes. like they were all really just kind of all over the place. Like Negaduck, okay, fine, evil version of Darkwing Duck, easy, done. Uh, <laughs> duck who's made out of plants. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure, yeah, all right. Um, the wa- made the of water, d- the dog who's made of water. Uh, the-, the cleaning lady. Okay, there is the yeah, who's, Lady. Okay, Whose yep, who's uh-huh. name is uh, and Dispel, who, like, uh, raises Steel a lot beak of questions is there. His for, whole, for some people, his... I think. Um, <laughs> Steelbeak's like... whole thing is that his beak is <laughs> I don't mad know, mad. man. People...
1: They're, they're, like, parody versions of, like, mid-to-low-tier Batman and Spider-Man villains. It's, like, whatever the two most popular superheroes of the time on television were, which was Batman and Spider-Man, because they... they... Had their own cartoons at that same time or whatever. They made versions of those. So it's Hydro Man and Poison Ivy and you know, mm-hmm. Negaduck because you always oh, have to have a shadow so, version. Yeah. No, but yeah. they just
0: all seemed like weirdly, like horny to me. I don't know. The,
1: the light bulb guy the, is Electro. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah, there's, okay. There's so the Joker, hey, remember right? Pat, uh, remember the lightbulb bulb yeah, guy? Yeah.
1: There is like uh, a there is like a Joker type joke, analog. Joke Duck. Yeah. Did joke We lose duck. Nikki
0: again.
1: I think we might have lost Nikki again.
0: I think he's hello? back now. Yes, hello. I'm back now. Hi, sorry. Can I don't I, know what's happening. Can I just point out that there's a an article in the Darkwing Duck wiki titled Negaduck's Parents? Uh-huh. Uh, Please tell me more. Uh, Please, <laughs> tell wait. Me. Please tell me more. Because I, I remember the origin of Negaduck, and I am very confused now. <laughs> uh, Well, I, you might be wrong about that. I don't know. Um, Wait, no, I think this is a retelling. I'm not sure, but... Negaduck's parents are the two terrible troublemakers that gave birth to Negaduck. Wow, point of view. Uh, oh, wow. They enjoy a dysfunctional marriage and could do with intervention from Child Protective Services.
1: What? Okay. I don't...
2: Okay. why well, I love it when CPS shows up.
1: They They, they love mistreat their baby.
0: And uh, this is in a retelling of no. the Darkwing Duck mythology.
1: In and, a re- like in a comic
0: book? No, in the cartoon. Did, what? Are
1: there multiple timelines for the Darkwing Duck? What?
0: I think this is yes. just like a retelling that like wasn't true or something. Like it was, I'm not sure. It's like some See, janitor so telling a story or something. <laughs> I don't understand anything. In
2: the, in the, um, so I wasn't alive when Darkwing Duck was on television.
0: Thanks for reminding but
2: us in, of that. In, sorry, in regular DuckTales, the new one. There's a, the plot line surrounding Darkwing Duck is that they didn't finish the show. Is that they like got to the like the middle of like the second part of a three part finale and then did not finish it. Which is why Darkwing Duck has or Jim Cummings has been trying to like finish basically finish the fight, as it were. Uh Wait, so he's in, been
1: in DuckTales, this is important yes. to me. In DuckTales yes did the events of Darkwing Duck actually happen or were, are they re-
2: retconned as a TV
1: series slash They are,
2: yeah, they are retconned as a television series, but then, after the results of the episode where Darkwing Duck turns into Negaduck, Darkwing Duck is a real character. Okay, so. Who th- then goes on to do Darkwing Duck things. Also, um, Duck is there. It's Lynn manuel Miranda.
1: Oh my fucking god. Okay. What is happening? Yeah, of course it is. Listen, this show is wild. I'm going to watch this and I'm going to untangle this. I did just pull up a video that, like, that I could have sworn that Negaduck was, like, Darkwing Duck, like, stood in a puddle and got electrocuted and his, like, body split into two versions and then that was Negaduck. But I just watched, like, the first ten seconds of a clip where they reveal Negaduck for the first time and it's, like he's like a mastermind orchestrating all the other characters and then he turns to the camera and, and you see him that oh is this new villain called Negaduck so maybe maybe he's my from, recollection of he's Negaduck.
0: from the Negiverse right of course yeah it's like a mirror dimension he's like the evil he's yeah he's it's from the evil dimension where he's right. uh, the mirror universe
1: he's like horny Kira horny yeah. Kira Narese basically well, He's horny Kira
0: Duck, right? mustache Kira
1: mustache Kira yeah alright glad we got that all sorted out thanks
2: everybody thank you
1: yeah, for coming to my be- TED talk <laughs>
2: The extended Ducktales lore is 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 rich and deep.
1: I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna. I, I, it's good. Yeah, like, hearing Lance Reddick talking about murdering those children uh, definitely <laughs> put me over the edge. You know what else Lance Reddick was in?
2: Quantum Break Destiny Bre- Two.
1: Well, yeah, that, that was oh, also that Quantum Break. Yeah, he was in Quantum Break. Uh, there was, like, oh. a lot of... Uh, also, Marchetti is in that game. It's just a lot of The Wire actors in Quantum Break for some reason. <laughs> it's was um, a reunion. Or Karketti. Not Marchetti. Carchetti He's the he's, mm. the he's the mayor of The Wire, right? You've never seen The Wire? I
2: wasn't alive when that show was on TV, either, so...
1: Mm, it's, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> uh, But, yeah. So Lance Reddick was also in that, which was the same studio that made Control... Control is a good video game. Video games came out. We've played video games. Why don't we talk about Boom. video games?
2: What a segue! Nicely done.
1: <clears throat> you can't uh, see it, but I'm shadowboxing right now because I'm so pumped about that.
2: <laughs> I've been, um, I have been playing the video game Control. Mm-hmm. Um which I did instead of playing Borderlands 3, which seems like one of the best decisions I've made in my time here. <laughs> okay. You made you are the Nega duck
1: to uh John's and uh, Darkwing yeah. duck. You you came from the opposite <laughs> timeline.
0: Okay, so before we before we talk about that whole situation, I am the only one on this call who hasn't played control yet. So mm. uh self me on control. Consider that I have two weeks before Keep comes out and okay. uh-huh. uh, how much it's like a A video game right it's like $60 it's like yeah I it's mean it's 40 start...
2: bucks oh, is it it's for yeah they dropped the price it's 40 bucks oh wow okay. it, uh, it has not been selling well that is a point in its favor
0: and I feel like it, it's probably going to become one of those games that's like on every critic's Best of yes. year yeah. list. It'll,
2: it'll be like number six on on everyone's
1: mm-hmm. list.
0: It's a, uh, it is
2: a solid. It is a solid middle of the middle of the top ten. So for sure.
0: okay. Well, if it's only a solid middle, then sell me on why I should play it.
2: You can finish it.
0: There is okay. That, that is it's good.
1: A, <laughs> it's a video game that has an ending.
2: <laughs> there uh, is an
1: ending, which never happens um, anymore.
2: Imagine. Imagine. Okay, you know how in. Um, Twin Peaks, you're like, wow! I sure do wish they could pick stuff up and throw things at people in this
1: <laughs> stupid. Well,
2: <laughs> thanks, thanks yes. to technology in control, you could do that. They they have unlocked technology to throw things at a uh, definitely paranormal janitor, um, where you're like, who He's just got looks powers, like David Lynch? Right? He does just just look like David Lynch. He's finished, David um, Lynch. Uh. I don't know. It's funny. It's well written. I think. Yeah. Um, I have heard. I have heard. Like, I've heard and read things that people are like kind of back and forth on Jesse. Um, oh, who's really? The main character who? Yeah. Because people, what I've seen is that people are not a fan of the fact that she like talks to herself. Um, she has internal monologue. We hear her right. internal thoughts. Yeah, and I think people are frustrated with that because they're thinking the exact same thing. And like, that's the whole point. That's the point that's that is what the point is yeah um i don't know i'm doing a very bad job of selling you on this game Here, steve you probably well, could do a better job
1: i've beaten this game i think i'm the only person at fanbydom.com uh, yes. d- d- who has beaten control and let me tell you i actually think the game so i well to, to uh, get to the point of jesse i actually think jesse is a great character i love in video games wolfenstein me does too. the same thing you love video games too, right? <laughs> um, I love in video games uh, when characters have interiority. I, I really like enjoy getting kind of that uh, that kind of internal look as to what is going through their minds at a given point. Because I actually think they do some really interesting stuff with what Jesse is thinking, which is that like. She's in this, the, the, the basis for the game is that, like, Jesse Faden, this, uh, this kind of random person, it's, it's a very cold open where she just, like, walks into this building, and nobody is there to greet her. It's just this big, empty, brutalist, concrete architecture thing, and she's just like, where is everybody? And you have no idea what this building is, or why she's there, or what's going on, and, and we just start from there. And we start to start gleaning what is this place is. It's the Federal Bureau of Control. It's a big, giant um, organization that is designed to find like cursed objects or supernatural items and beings and people. If you, Merit, do you know um, SCP? Yeah. SCP Foundation. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, So it's an SCP. It,
1: it's super, super, super inspired by SCP. Like, the, like a lot of visual. Que- <laughs> it takes a lot of visual cues from like the redacted reports from SCP. There's tons yeah. of that stuff in this game that is just basically like. Uh, of, all the collectibles are basically just SCP stories that, in like, you know, 50 words.
0: What's um, your, uh, sorry, <laughs> can I just interrupt? Um, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite SCP? Mine? Yeah, just like off the top
1: of your dome. <sighs> I really like the one with the man made of paint that that one lady wants to put a dick on. <laughs>
0: sorry, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, okay, I'm just gonna look up SCP man made of paint. Uh... Made of blue
1: paint. It's a there's a SCP about it, like a like a just a pleasant okay, man made of I'm, blue paint. I,
0: I find I'm finding it. I got it. Huh huh uh-huh. and, uh
1: huh. And there's a scientist who is assigned to watch him, but she starts be- falling in love with him and becoming obsessed with him. And the man does not have a penis. But they realize that they can, if they just add more paint to him, they can they can modify his body in different ways. And so she starts saying, like, well, we should put a penis on him. We should put a penis on him, because he's a we, like we we refer to him as a as a dude, so he should have a penis. And they're like, you need to go on to a different project. We are taking you away from the, <laughs> oh from the blue paint man. <laughs> um That's a pretty good one. I like the one with the uh with the, uh, the name of a corporation, there's like a specific name of a corporation where if you name your corporation that, a bird will come and kill one member of your company every month. <laughs> uh, but your company will do super well. It's just like this automatic sacrifice in the form of like a like this evil bird that eviscerates just a random person within, within the company. Um, oh and, so, and so they have to like make sure that no company in the world can file for the, the name of this comp- one company. But then they obviously always, because it's SCP, the name of the company is always redacted.
0: <sighs>
1: SCP is very uneven. Oh, but,
0: I mean, yeah, no. Like, yeah. one of them is just, like, someone's anime OC who's, like, a super powerful vampire that's, like, locked up yeah. in, like, an impenetrable coffin. My favorite SCP is uh, <laughs> the, the Sphere That Hates Sex. okay the sex hating sphere (laughs)
1: please tell me about the sex hating sphere okay
0: (laughs) if uh if anyone who has ever had sex goes near the sex hating sphere it like flips out and starts like causing earthquakes and like oh wow just like breaking stuff um and uh the only people who can approach it are uh uh people who have had their like all of their uh sexual organs removed and who have never had who have never had sex ever Mm uh anyone else like it just flips out and then they're like oh we don't know what happens if like anyone does sex in front of it but it would probably (laughs) destroy the earth
1: (laughs) (laughs) it just hates fucking so much (laughs) <laughs> oh my God, Nikki, are you familiar with SCP? Do you actually know this? Uh,
2: so, so prior, so prior to a couple of weeks ago, um, no. So I haven't, I haven't dug as deep. Uh, oh. But wow, y'all, this stuff is so good. Yeah. This one, this one is just a dog, and the dog appears uh, with no warning, mm-hmm. and that they can't figure out why the dog appears, but it just appears and then goes away. Uh huh. I think I know that one. I think I've read that one in the past. It's pretty good. There's have... the one. There's a. There's an. Op, so they're in the game. They're called objects of power. And the there's one that is just a floppy disk. Yeah. And the floppy disk, if I remember correctly, just flies around the room, and they can't figure out why it does that.
1: Well, it's so in the in the world of control, the the kind of like this isn't too much of a spoiler because it's something you just kind of learn from reading the collectibles a whole bunch. It's basically like. The reason all these objects are all old things is because they have to have, like, some kind of, like, iconic significance in, like, the, the, like, public psyche. It can't be new things because they're not old enough for people to have, like, associated enough, like, psychic uh, importance behind. So it's always, like, a floppy disk or a... uh, merry-go-round horse or you know things that are like iconic in in popular culture and whatnot and that one was important because it is a russian floppy disk that held like the nuclear launch codes in like for Mm -hmm. for, like 10 minutes in 1968 in russia and uh because of like all the importance of like the fear of like nuclear war and uh, all this other stuff it it Gained power um, to itself and whatever, and people can be bound to these objects, which is what Jesse ends up doing. Is like you can bind yourself to them if you're like special uh, or have other things going on, which you find out in the game. Um, and when she binds herself to this floppy disk, she gets the like power of telekinesis, and she can like start throwing stuff around. And that's like a large part of the game is like this back and forth between managing your energy of your your psychic powers and your energy of your gun, because your gun is like this living breathing cube that like shifts in your hand and it regenerates ammo. You don't ever pick up ammo in this game. So there's like this back and forth where you're like, okay, I got to put up a shield with telekinesis or throw some stuff or dash around or fly, wait for my gun to recharge, shoot an enemy, wait for my psychic powers to recharge and so on. And that's kind of the basic flow. It is at the end of the day, a third person shooter with just a really cool, um, setup. Uh, and, and really cool, like, aesthetic and stuff like that, and I think Jesse is a cool character. Um, but what what I actually like, to bring it back to the original point about Jesse, is that, like, bo- like, partway through this game, like, a third of the way into this game or whatever, like, she's dealing with all this weird shit, this SCP-style nightmares and all this other crazy stuff and has all these wacky powers, and, like, there's a big reveal that she's just, like yeah, this stuff isn't really facing me that much because I really like it. I, like, this is, like, super cool. I'm flying around and shooting, like, objects with my mind or whatever, and I, I love that. But also, boy, howdy, I hope this doesn't, like, go to my head and I don't become some weird psychic dictator or something mm-hmm. like that. I'd be really fucking scared yeah. of, like, losing myself to all this power and, and going wild. Um, yeah. And... You know, I think that's one of the more interesting things about that character. But yeah, uh, throughout the game, it's it's very SCP-inspired, very X-Files-inspired... I don't particularly think the enemy designs are that interesting for the most part. Nah,
2: it's all variations of dude.
1: Yeah. That, that's there's the,
2: fly dude, there's armor dude, there's energy armor dude, there's dude with gun. Dude with rocket launcher.
1: Which Yeah. All, all the all the enemies in the game are agents of this this organization of the Federal Bureau of Control that have been like taken over by this malignant force called the Hiss, which is a really
2: good name. It's a very um, good name. It's a very good proper noun.
1: Yes. Uh, speaking of which, also the board... Uh, there's your boss mm-hmm. in this game. When you get the gun, when you get the s- super cool gun, uh, whoever holds the gun is able to contact a floating inverted pyramid that lives in the astral plane called the board. Um, and the board is aware that this is a video game, and also not aware at the same time, and it doesn't know how to square those two things. So yeah. all, so all of its <laughs> subtitles in the game are it using like nouns and verbs, but then just putting a slash next to it. So it's like we need you to acquire the. Um, the object of power slash collectible. Uh, we, need yeah. to, <laughs> we need you to, we need you to improve yourself slash go to the upgrade menu and spend your skill points.
2: <laughs> it rolls. It's, uh, really it's really good. The board is cool. Uh, it's just good. Yeah. It's there's got a also look. there's also a magic telephone. <laughs> yeah. um, there's also a magic telephone that you do use to call a dead person. Yeah. <laughs> who is who is the voice of Max Payne from Max Payne?
1: Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Which rules. Yeah, you, you, you call a, a dead person on a big red telephone, and he just, like, every time he calls you, it's just his dead ghost, so he can't, like, actually help hold a conversation. So it's just Max Payne going into, like, long soliloquies about, like,
2: how much being the boss of this place sucks. <laughs> Fucking sucked. He hated it so much. <laughs> it was the worst. It was truly the worst. But Jesse like sits in th- It's in this like really sweet like glass box. It's, it's this, Magneto's prison like, from the original X Men movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just sits in this very posh uh, leather chair on this phone with one button on it, uh, which, which can only it up, be it looks...
1: which this room can only be accessed through a uh, motel room in Montana that you have yeah. to teleport to every <laughs> you time to you want into.
3: Oh my god
1: that you want to access this this room yeah uh yeah it's a good game but so the things that i like about this game i actually think the game has kind of a little bit of a slow start as you're kind of like unlocking powers there are two scenes in particular that i think you've probably seen people talking about on twitter the ashtray maze is one of them uh and then the dynamite scene uh -hmm. and these these are the two scenes that i really want that make me really want you to play this game because it is just like peak remedy doing what remedy does if you've ever played alan Wake or, or uh uh max payne like, uh, really cool use of music, really cool use of live action video and stuff like that in in a way that makes sense in the world, but is also completely bonkers, uh, and both of those scenes do that so super well, and it's the thing that makes me want you to play this game so we can all get together on a podcast and talk about it soon, <laughs> um, yeah. because I really want to talk about the dynamite scene, <laughs> which, Nikki, I don't think I'm, you've gotten to yet, either. I have
2: not, yeah, I've not gotten there yet. <sighs>
1: Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, it's a it's a good ass third person shooter, kind of Metroidvania like in a little bit. Anyway, um, I I think the Metroidvania comparisons are a little bit overblown, but uh, there's definitely like you're in one location that is split into multiple zones that you're going through to acquire different upgrades, and you can come back when you've acquired other upgrades to open up those areas. But it's not it's not really a Metroidvania. At the end of the day, it is just a really s- cool, stylish third person shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's but okay, really th- cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's got and some then, really stylish stuff.
2: Yeah, and then it's got like all of the the they announced their DLC plans. Yes. last week, <laughs> a week and a half ago or something. And just they're just gonna put Alan Wake in this one. So,
1: oh my this, god, this is a much more minor spoil. This is a very minor spoiler. It's a thing that you learn about from a collectible in the game. But if anybody who doesn't want to hear it, jump forward thirty seconds. Okay, so like you find collectibles in this game that um, talk about Alan Wake and the events of the game Alan Wake as being an Altered World event. Like, the, the Federal Bureau of Control was watching the events of Alan Wake unfold and considered Alan Wake to be, like, a, a, a potential to be the new director of the game yeah. <laughs> or of, of the Federal Bureau of Control. Uh, and then, yeah, now in the, uh, the the last piece of DLC they have announced, which is called Altered World Event, the uh, it is, it's just, the, the logo for it is just the Alan Wake font, and then it's just the box art for Alan Wake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's good. Yeah. Yep. So good. Yeah. So did Merit did that sell you?
0: I mean <laughs> yeah. Like I I do I do wanna play it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. If you play it should, yeah, you should beat it before
1: Shadow
2: Keep comes out. I'm also just like really jazzed to like be able to look at credits for a video game again. Oh my god,
1: I know. Like yeah. I'm so
2: I'm so amped about that. Like I, I hit it the last game I like hit it for well I guess 2K technically <laughs> like there were credits in that which we could talk about if <laughs> if we have time <laughs> um, because the story mode for the <laughs> National Basketball Association 2020 is fucking wild. Um, but yeah, like seeing credits in a video game is such a novel thing now. Like, when I hit credits for Outer Wilds, um, Outer Worlds. Wait, Outer Wilds. No, Outer Wilds. Yeah, that was right. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I was like, oh, shit. I forgot people made video games, and they show you who made them at the end of them. <laughs> and then John
1: Lennon sings, right? Not John Lennon. Yeah.
2: Paul McCartney. And then, no, Paul McCartney sings, yeah. You get With on Paul the red McCartney's phone
1: and, uh, in, in Magneto's prison, and you talk to John Lennon from the grave. <laughs> God. Um, but, yeah. Uh, which actually, uh, honestly, if I'm being, if I'm being completely honest, one of the games I've been playing the most, and I think Merritt, you've been playing a bunch of as well, the one thing I like about it the most, actually, is that I kind of respect that it is just a game that has a beginning, middle, and end for the most part, other than the inevitable DLC, and that game is Borderlands 3, which came out last Friday, I want to say? Um, know, no, actually, it game. came
2: out in 2009, I think.
1: Uh well no uh it, that would be incorrect Nikki because uh two, Borderlands two came out in two thousand seven and this is just that game again this is a re release of <laughs> Borderlands two uh because it feels exactly the fucking same like
0: down to like it's so quality bad. it's bonkers like here's the thing about Borderlands three it's fine and to me that's the worst thing that a video game can mm-hmm. be that that almost anything can be um. I just, I don't see for who, like, if you are a diehard Borderlands fan, then it doesn't matter what, like, anyone says about a Borderlands game, because you're going to play it, and you're going to like it, and power to you, that's, that's great. If you're someone who plays other games, and has played a shooter in the last 10 years, it's just, like, not enjoyable. It's just, like, aggressively mediocre in every aspect, like, from the outdated inventory management stuff. I can't believe it. They did not change that. Inventory you have a limited amount of inventory space that, um, it's not like destiny where, you know, you ha- you can have X number of primary weapon or X number of like kinetic energy, heavy X number of armor. Cause there's not even armor in, in borderlands. Um, no, they all just go into a heap and there's not really a good way to sort them. Uh-oh. And, uh, you have a limit on how much you can carry. <laughs> and, uh, I guess there's like a lost items thing in this game, right?
1: There is. It also has a, like a highly limited inventory. It
0: also has
1: a limit. And, and it only picks up. It only picks up items of a certain rarity or higher. Yeah.
0: So uh, you're constantly. And like. I okay, did one side a, quest a, in
1: this game. I did one side yeah. quest, and my inventory was already too full to pick up the rewards that the side quest gave me.
0: And the Jesus, there's a million guns, but like, I don't like stopping every three seconds to compare what I have to something else. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, in Destiny, there are a lot of guns, but like, and a lot of them are kind of similar. But even so, there's like some difference. And like, they all have individually rolled perks, which is random. But
3: yeah.
0: it's like not quite the same level of like every three seconds you're tripping over something. I feel like it's like, the payout like even from a purely like behavioral psychological point of view it's just totally time drawing it's just like this constant slow drip of like little things that i'm looking at to see if the number is like one better and that's true of the skills as well and like that's always been true in borderlands is that they um they're just don't know how to do upgrades in a way that feels useful at all because like if i have to get to the end of a skill tree in a game before i'm noticing that i've like that i'm anywhere different from where i started like that's Mm -hmm. that's bad design like i should be feeling every incremental increase and like it's like oh cool i put a point into this and i get like plus two percent more health
1: or something if if only it was plus two percent more health sometimes there is like there is I'm playing as Flack, who's like the Beastmaster in character in this game, and there's an ability, like one of the early skills that I can get, every level of it, you have to level it up five times to get to the maximum, but every level of that skill is a point 0. zero or is a zero point two five cooldown reduction. Oh one fourth of a second oh cooldown god. reduction.
2: The
0: numbers oh in this game,
2: game just oh my
0: god. It's just like no, you can't it's and that seems so odd to me because the aesthetic of the game is very much just like let's just go fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, And then the game itself is like so buttoned down and like, no, you can't have fun that fast. You have to earn your fun by leveling up six times. Then you get to the good fun skills. Uh huh. Like, it's just like, they were like, oh, Borderlands two did really well. What should we do for three? Uh, Why don't we do two again, but wait long enough (laughs) that people forget (laughs) that it's just two. But that's, yeah. make, it lo- make it look better And there's two uh, handsome jacks so, now well, And there's well, a really yeah. uncomfortable uh, a, Like rapey kind of scene With one yep. of your beloved old characters In like the and, first uh, chapter In the first chapter oh. of the game uh, And uh Oh my god oh, But it's I, it's not like people I think it would be really easy To characterize people's distaste for this game As like oh, they don't like the jokes or, like, they don't like the, you know, like, that to me, that, okay, I stepped back at that point and was like, that was really gross. Uh, I didn't enjoy that. But if it, if the game were, was still good, I would have been like, I'm going to power through. Yeah. But it just seemed like at every step it was like, stop playing this, stop playing this, stop playing this. Like, you have to manage your inventory. Uh, The gunplay isn't even that satisfying. It's
1: really not, no.
0: Uh, like, there's... The being able to leave Pandora thing is like actually the opposite of fun for me because it's Uh like, okay, cool. Now I have to go somewhere else that's basically the same. You could have just had these differences in environment on the same. It's it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, just a it's, big, mechanically, it's just more of the map. It's mechanically no, yeah. meaningless. It's um, mechanically
1: meaningless. The only difference to it is that you have to sit and watch a hyperspace cutscene every time you go to a new planet. But, like, Pandora already had a bunch of different zones that looked different. Like, you still yeah. have to sit through load times. And even once you get to a planet, there are still load times between different regions, just like Borderlands 2.
0: Yeah. I stopped after about... I stopped after I got to the first planet. So I got to the Atlas planet. Yeah, and, Prima- uh... I met, what's her name? Loraleigh. And then I was like, no, I'm done. And that's it. Lor- oh, Loraleigh is... Hello, I'm Lorelei. I'd like to show you my beautiful borderlands. <laughs> ya yeah, wanker. Like, it's, it's oh, like, yeah, bloody it's... <laughs> wanker, did you forget that I'm British? Because I'm about to remind you, ain't I? In it? What, what?
1: It is, ma- it is one of the worst fake British accents I have ever heard on like a Like, we have established
0: that that's fake, right? Like, that person isn't actually English. Oh, it's
1: either, it's either like, somebody doing a fake British accent or somebody in, who is British intentionally doing, like, a different dialect to, as a joke or something. Yeah, let that's me only- see who this,
0: who, who is, uh,
1: uh. And there's, like, while you look that up, there's, like, some other weirdness around, like, the voice actors in this game, too. Because, like, on that same planet that you were just talking oh, about, Promethea, yeah. like, Reese, a char- one of the two playable characters from, from Borderlands, uh, Tales from the Borderlands, is in there,
2: but it's uh, not... But a, a good video game. A, I have to stress, a good video game. The
1: best Borderlands
2: game. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: he's in there, but he's not voiced by Troy Baker. because, And I looked this up just to me, like, is that Troy Baker? He seems so the character does not seem like the, that character at all and he, his voice sounds completely different and sure enough it is not Troy Baker um, and they said like yeah we there was, and I looked it up and of course because there's literally not a single element of Borderlands development that doesn't have some kind of weird controversy around it uh, mm-hmm. apparently Gearbox went out and said like yeah we, we asked for Tor, Troy Baker to be in the game and he turned us down and then Troy Baker went on and this was like Randall on Twitter saying that and then like uh, Troy Baker was le- out there, like, uh, "You guys never contacted me at all. Please don't fucking say I did stuff on Twitter without like
2: talking to me first. What are you doing?" That's <laughs> fucking wild. Yep. Uh, uh, what's also, how do you release like a video it, right? game and not have Troy Hensome Baker? In it. Uh, oh no, Chris
0: Hardwick. Clapshot. No, the badman. Oh. oh,
1: I almost said Chris Redfield. That's not his name. That's his no Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick?
0: Yeah, is he still in it?
1: Far as I know, I have not heard anything. He's Vaughn, that he right?
0: Out. He's oh, is he Vaughn? Yeah, he's
1: Vaughn. What a yeah.
0: ex- what a great character who runs wow. around in his underwear and is just like, oh, I, I I'm a bandit. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, also, I just want to point out. Uh, okay, so Lorelai is actually played by uh, a uh, trans person oh. uh, who goes by he and they, and. Also, it's still just not a very good voice. No, it's like really not. Maybe and and they appear to be British or, uh, you know, I think they're like, I don't know, uh, English or, or British in some way. But like,
1: you know, there's a lot of accents in Britain
0: too. There's a lot of them, and I feel like this was. I feel like probably here's what I think probably happened. This person was doing a regular human voice. Uh-huh. And then Randy was like, No, 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 no. That doesn't sound British. And then like <laughs> they kept going back and forth until they got to this, and Randy was like, There you go. This is it. That's do a, this. That's this a British borderline. And it's, the person's like, Well, I'm getting paid, so yeah. that's the most uh generous interpretation of the scenario that I can imagine. On
1: on the on the voice actor front, I just do wanna say that like uh last night I got to um uh Eden 6, I've been on Eden 6 forever, what it feels like forever right now, because, like, some of the chapters, they let you jump from planet to planet. Like, you go to Promethea, you leave for a little bit, you come back and finish out that storyline. Eden 6, it feels like they just, like, no, you're gonna do every fucking thing on Eden 6 before we let you go, motherfucker. And it's just this... It's it's this really bad... It's... There's some weird politics in Borderlands 2, like, surprise, surprise, about, like, how you are, like... Well, the corporations have always been the bad guys. Atlas is the bad guys in, corpora- in, in Borderlands One, and uh, Hyperion is the bad guys in Borderlands Two. Uh, the, the corporations are the bad guys, except in this one. It's like the corporations are bad, except for the good corporations, because there's good corporations now. Because Atlas is good now, and also Jacobs is good. Be- and like, there's this whole weirdly like corporate obeisance uh, like undertone to to Eden Six, which is this like swamp planet where everybody has a southern mm. accent, and mm. they're all like weird. They, they all worship, like, swamp magic or something. And the, mm. and they, and the workers are like, we've had, like, you know, we have to protect the, you know, the, the Jacobs Corporation. The Jacobs family tree cannot fall because we've had, a, you know, a symbiotic relationship for for years. We workers did all the work, and then the, in exchange, they protected us on Eden 6. Like, And it's just, like, this weird, like, pro-corporate undertones in this game, in this franchise that has been, like, so anti-that for a long time. Or at least felt superficially like that. But anyway... I am on Eden 6, and I think, I hope to God I'm near the end of it, but I just ran into a new party member character type person that hangs out on my spaceship now called Balex, uh, who's a uh, AI teddy bear navigator voiced by Ice-T. And Ice-T has such lines as, shut up, bitch. That's a thing he says in this oh, game
0: Cool. <laughs> um,
1: okay. when you meet him. Cool. Uh, when you're, like, I talking to calming. a lady AI. Mm-hmm. You know, you love the writing in
2: Borderlands. I love it's always to been, laugh. I love to, I... to jape i've made my way over to reddit.com slash r slash borderlands mm-hmm. um and the number two post well i will read you the number one post uh, which does read okay so besides the performance issues this game is fucking phenomenal <laughs> the second post um is when you shoot killavolt in the dick it says dict just like a critical hit yeah so
1: Moxie, that uh, kill—I fought Killervolt last night too. Uh, um, Killervolt yeah, is uh, Moxie's ex-boyfriend, who she just constantly during the entire like long fetch quest. Because that's the other thing about wait, three. Was he
0: in a, two as well? That
1: name sounds super familiar, doesn't it? He might be. I don't know.
0: Or wait, did you fight him? Wait, who am I thinking of? I don't know, yeah,
1: but that name does sound super familiar to me too. Even when I was fighting him last night.
0: Yeah. Well, sorry. Um, go on.
1: Well, there's a part where, uh, so like, so that's the other thing about Borderlands is the mission design is just nothing but side quests. And during the, or uh, nothing but fetch quests. And during the, the, like, massive chain of fetch quests where I was um, trying to uh, get the batteries I needed to beat Killavolt for Moxie, who Killavolt is Moxie's, like, ex-boyfriend in this. Um, and she's just constantly on the phone with you talking about how small Kilovolt's dick is, and that's like the entire joke for that entire chapter of the game. It's just her doing that, and then at the end of it, she's just like, okay, you've got all the batteries you need now. Go fight him and go shoot him um, in the face, or, you know, wherever you want, if you get my drift. And then she pauses for a second and says, shoot him in the dick. Dick, that's the drift. Uh, So apparently they, they, uh, you know, they followed through with the joke. They committed to the bit uh, on shooting him in the dick, uh, and they had a thing mm-hmm. there for you. But that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like Borderlands 3 is a game of just, like, that's the other thing. You, you talk about one thing, and it just reminds you of some other <laughs> thing that feels old and bad. Um, because, like, every... So Reese is a really cool character in Borderlands, or Tales from the Borderlands, or whatever. And in here, he's been... Again, he's, like, a weird corporate arms dealer, but he's friendly to you, so that's good. <laughs> It's not really explained, and the entire joke with him throughout the entire game that they just never stop talking about is that he has a mustache now, and every single character comments on his mustache, and every time he's on screen, it's just a joke about his mustache because mustaches are super super relevant and funny, you guys. Like the special? mustache in nine,
0: yeah.
2: Is there like a mustache oil joke? Like the, is there like a, a, a whole scene? There's where they a talk about, like how he grooms his mustache. You get
0: you get a chivo. Because yeah. you, uh, you get to choose whether he should lose his mustache or not. Yeah, and, and, uh, and he says, yeah. He sa- you get a Chivo called Mustache You a Question.
2: Oh my god. I need to, I'm no longer playing any other video
0: games. Like, okay. It's just like... I, I just feel completely out of touch. It's baffling. With <laughs> the world, with taste. I mean, but here's the thing. People like Coldplay, too. So uh, you can't trust people is what I'm saying. Uh, And I just, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I'm not going to tell people they're wrong for liking this. I just feel like there's so many better games you could play and better games that do what this game is trying to do better.
2: Mm -hmm. I know like, i And also
0: like, go ahead.
2: Oh no. I was going to say, and they also respect and value your time
0: yeah and i know like i'm a destiny stan and so take what i say with a grain of salt but like i went i did um uh, escalation protocol on saturday real quick just to like log in and just uh try it out because they've like raised the drop rates or something
3: right and yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. uh and just playing destiny for like half an hour i was like oh my god this is like it feels good and even like like, in both games, both games are about, like, shooting enemies with, that are basically bullet sponges. Yeah. Most of the time. But in Destiny, like, you feel like you're doing something when you're doing damage. Like, most of the time, except maybe for bosses, enemies will, like, recoil. Uh, you'll, like, knock people back. They'll stagger. All this stuff. Um, good good shoot, headshot animations. Good headshot animations. The fucking implosion. Uh, imploding, they don't just like turn into guts. Like, uh... yeah, Borderlands, like Borderlands, they just yeah. like their model disappears and like guts appear. Mm-hmm. They uh, just remove
1: the model from the from the level.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, and just guts appear, and like every time too, and it's just like really, this sort uh-huh. of takes away the impact when every one of these does that, um, and nothing else. Like, like there's no
1: none of that impact you were just talking about in Destiny occurs ever.
0: Yeah, and like. Yeah, Borderlands I feel like I'll just be standing there shooting at some guy and like he's shooting at me too and like I'm his bar is going down. Mm-hmm. Um and unless you hit someone with like a shotgun which like in my experience shotguns like 100% of the time cause ragdolling which yeah. like is really bad looking because they seem to like sort of fly through the air in slow motion.
1: Yeah, there's no animation for it. It's just like, it's similar to the the models just disappearing. It's like an invisible hand just grabbed them and flung them in the air real quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, their bones turned to jelly and uh, they have no weight and they're just like, blah, blah, blah. Um, And yeah, I just don't feel like I'm, like the options in Borderlands are like, okay, well, do I use my action skill or shoot my gun? Uh, or, or do I have grenades?
1: Should or, I just chuck all my or grenades? Do to I, whittle should I down throw
0: the all of my grenades? And like, it's just like, I, I just feel like I'm constantly getting shot, and I am just shooting back. And it's just a matter of like, I die a lot, but I just always keep another ad around to just shoot them and then res. Yep. And like, or
1: if you're playing as Flack, you don't even have to do that because your pet will
0: just revive you if you get a certain skill. Right. It just feels but, like there's no real It just feels mindless and like not yeah. even in a satisfying way.
1: No, cuz Destiny can be mindless. Like
0: there oh, are yeah. definitely
1: eras of Destiny that are just like, okay, there's not really much to do, but it feels so good. And then this just does not feel good. It doesn't and it's not even that it just doesn't feel good in the shooting like you just said, cuz there's a world where Borderlands 3 is exactly what it is right now, but they like, okay, we redid the inventory system, we gave you a lot more stuff to to uh, equip your character with and really tune your character to your liking but there's no none of that the inventory system is exactly the same your loadouts are exactly the same you have a shield grenade and guns no armor no nothing um, in terms of those customizations and also the game is super duper unpolished
0: I feel yeah, like yeah like I don't know I haven't really seen a whole lot of mention of this on, on PS4 like I know PC had tons of issues but like PS4 the texture pop is like it's insane it's unreal like for i don't know i feel like for like a retail product in 2019 it's just like completely unacceptable um like to have to to have a cutscene move towards a character and uh for their face to not be loaded <laughs> in during that cutscene for uh-huh. like 2 or 3 seconds is just like how did that happen you had like 10 years how oh. uh,
1: I, I can do you one better on the texture pop-in, because there's a puzzle in this game on, on Eden 6 where you have to, like, open up a door, uh, and in order to open up the door, you have to, like, move these, um, these like, stage props into the correct order and the, you're like standing in a balcony and you have to like like iron sights down and look at where the stage props are and see what you know see what's where except the textures on the stage props hadn't loaded in so all they all looked exactly the same and I couldn't tell what how, what the key code actually was cuz it was just looking oh at God. like a big blurry blob next to another big blurry blob and so I had to run down the stairs to the to get close, you know, to the uh, to the stage, and then check. Okay, is that a is that a cardboard cutout of Handsome Jack, or is that a cardboard cutout of this other guy? It's the other guy. Okay, run back up the stairs, flip the switch again, check it. Run back down again, go check it. It's like, okay, no, it's it's this other guy. Okay, great. Run back up the stairs again because the textures hadn't lo- wouldn't load in. And finally, at the very end, when I was just like just about ready to give up, the textures. I'm talking like it was like two three minutes of the textures just not being there even if i got close they looked pretty bad but then yeah this entire puzzle is predicated on you
2: zooming in to look at these things but the draw distance is so bad that it didn't show them that is wild especially considering like in control um the way the entirety of like the map in that game is hot trash yeah um to me
1: <laughs> it wasn't in but... the game at first they, they added it like a word yeah they, they didn't want it at first and they added it at the like the last
2: second of development that makes sense, because you can make your way throughout the entirety of the oldest house by using the actual, like, landmarker things on the wall that like, you would put, like, in a hospital to be like, this is where the x-rays are, mm-hmm. and this is where pediatrics is. This is like, research division. Have, yeah, like, they have those on the walls in the oldest house, and they are useful, and you can see them from across a room, mm-hmm. and be like, ah, I need to, like, make a right when I get to the end of this hallway. It is, that is so wild. Yeah, well, and, and like it doesn't end there too. Like
1: like, the the texture pop in is bad. I've had during that like weirdly unpleasant scene early on with Lilith uh, in Borderlands. During that entire quest line. Uh, a different, like, a side quest character. Because if you, if you do a side quest in this game, um, the characters will tell you what to do, and if you get to, like, the objective, they keep telling you over and over again. They have, like, three lines, and they'll just repeat those lines over and over again, saying, like, hey, press the button. No, seriously, press the button. Hey, press the button, or whatever, you know? And that got stuck in my game. So during the entire climactic battle, where that where you're, like, fighting against the Calypso twins for the first time and, like, trying to prepare this spaceship, Claptrap is just yelling me to, like, crouch under this, oh this like gate that is like on the other side of the planet but his dialogue is just looping endlessly for like 15 Jesus. straight minutes during the cutscenes and stuff i have i've had it where if you're playing if you have friends who are playing the game the game will constantly put up notifications that tell you hey your friend just did this or beat this level i had it where andrew andrew whitmore of fanbite.com his uh i got a notification that he had reached level six but it got stuck on the screen and wouldn't go away no matter what was happening if it was during it was visible during cutscenes I'd literally quit the game backed out to the main menu and it was still stuck on the screen covering oh up the like resume game function like it was it was over it was like overlaid over top of the uh, the button to hit back into the game like I had to hard quit on the PlayStation menu back to the like uh, XMB and then restart the game from there to get it to go away
2: that is busted <sighs>
1: And, um, last, okay, I promise we'll stop talking about this after. <laughs> <laughs> when you pull up, when you, when you hit start or the map button or, or, you know, the whatever button it is, like, just switching between, I don't know if you've had this problem, Eric, I'm playing on a PlayStation 4 Pro, the the more powerful PlayStation, just switching between the tabs on your menu when you're look, look, looking in your inventory and you want to switch to your map, there's like a one and a half to two second delay after I hit the button to tab over to the next menu before it registers that I press the button and then loads the menu. There's load times between menus in this game. No, yeah.
0: I I mean, I'm playing on a regular PS4, so, like, whatever. That's my fucking problem. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I own that, that I haven't bought the upgraded version of a console. (laughs) Yeah. uh, like That's its own problem. But, uh, no, it's bad. Like, just opening up my map and, like, And, yeah, the map is also just... It took me so long to get used to because they're doing this thing of, like, oh, it's 3D. I'm like, does it need to be? Um, (laughs) Like, really? Because that's kind of confusing more than anything. Um, And it's funny because in Destiny, I'm always like, oh, why isn't there a mini-map? Like, I just... Why is there just this radar? And then Mm -hmm. in Borderlands, I was like, this mini-map is useless. I just want a radar so I can see where the fuck I'm getting shot at from. (laughs) (laughs) But, like it's just, I don't know, whatever. It's like, I did just read a comment. So like Kotaki put a piece up a couple days ago that was like, yeah, it's just more of the same. Like, and it's really buggy. Like, why is this good? Um, And, uh, you know, some people are like, yeah, it's just for fans. Like, what are you talking about? This would be like if some incel came to the third season of girls and was like, this is stupid. But here's the thing. TV show seasons typically come out, like a year, apart. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh and don't have an entirely new cast
1: that you're supposed to be able to jump into every single yeah, time you do it. And
0: and uh, yeah, I, I was watching uh, Late Lunch uh, from yesterday.
2: Late Lunch, on pizza. Thank you. Yeah,
0: and uh, <laughs> Nikki and John were talking about this of just like it's like if like NFL like NFL comes out every year or Madden comes out every year. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's, it would be weird to jump into an NFL 2019 and be like, oh, this is just for Madden fans. And it's like, <laughs> yes, it is. Of course it is. That's, we all know that because it comes out every year and there are pe- certain people who buy them and maybe one of them is better for new people than others, but it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, it's a yearly franchise and mm-hmm. those people buy it. Borderlands isn't a yearly franchise. It's it, the last one came out ages ago. Like, yeah. 12 years ago. Wait, is that how long the pre-sequel was, came out? Oh, well, the pre-sequel was
1: not Gearbox, though, either. That was oh, in yeah, Australia. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, like, over a decade was ago. It? So, like, it's not... It's not like that at all. It's so not it like that. I think
1: I think 2 is 2012, actually. So that's, yeah. like, 7 years ago. That's still yeah. way longer than a normal video game usually takes for a sequel.
0: <laughs> it's... I, I kept thinking about going back to it all weekend and i was Mm -hmm. just like i just i i i can't like it was just
1: i don't know i think think you put it really well like like every moment of that game every corner you turn there's just something telling you to stop playing it right now like the tone the inventory management the 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 shooting. The fact that there are other games you could be playing Control right now. John Warren, editor-in-chief of fanbite.com, literally wrote an article saying that, like, I super regret wasting my weekend playing Borderlands yeah. instead of Control. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it, it's uh. weird. Like, I was talking to, uh, to a friend of mine about this, and I'm like, I don't think there's been, like, a huge backlash of, uh, you know, bad people online being like, Ugh, games journalists hate Borderlands. And I think that's for two reasons. First is that most big sites gave it a glowing review.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: because honestly, I don't... I think a world in which IGN gave a new Borderlands game less than an 8 is, like, unthinkable. Yeah. Um, I just don't think it, it could happen. Um, and the other reason I think is, like, those people also don't like Randy Pitchford. Yeah. I think the one thing that, like literal Nazis online and, like, everyone else can agree with, is, like, Randy Pitchford is, like, just a complete dumbass. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. He's a complete dumbass that has, like, a really rock-solid contract that allows him to just constantly be in front of cameras. Yep. (laughs) Because that's all he actually wants at the end of the day, it feels like. Um, oh, the, I will say, I, I spoke about it a little bit on our uh, check-in episode last week. I think one of the, I think the third reason that uh, the game got a pretty decent uh, score on Metacritic on day one is because also Two K was very weird about how they gave out codes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which they were weird. So the, the, them not sending out codes to certain people that they weren't sure would be like fairly. Uh, uh, certain to give the game, like, a, a high score. That's not weird. That happens all the time. That's, like, a super, super common thing in video games. What was weird about it was, like, the PR people, like, giving weird different runarounds and saying, like, oh, it's a security issue that we're worried about, like, yeah. we're, about
2: Borderland security uh, or we something can't like see that. Any, we can't let anybody see these guns no. too early.
1: <laughs> Who could, yeah, it's a, it'd, be a, it'd be a huge issue if somebody was, like, kn- knew that there was, like, a gun that shot frogs like who could deal with that sort of thing?
0: We could give somebody a heart attack. God, I wish there was a gun that shot frogs. Is there a gun that shoots frogs? I, I just don't feel think like so. if there if, I a, if I Borderlands a, 3 had been like um if their approach to the guns was just like let's just do Gungeon. Let's just take yeah. the that idea that Gungeon had of just making really dumb guns. Let's mm-hmm. do that. I would be like fuck, yes. Like give me a gun that shoots like Give me a gun that's just a big bullet that shoots guns, or like <laughs> that would be good. Like, yeah, I, I, I have. Th- there are those moments. Like, I have a
1: grenade right now equipped that when I throw it, it just grows mushrooms on bad guys, and then the mushrooms spew poison gas and then explode. That's pretty cool. But those moments are so far and few be- in between that, like, that's what when I when I talk about like, there's a version of this that is that is totally enjoyable and totally fun. If they had like done anything in terms of quality of life improvements, if there was, if they you know. The performance was better, if it wasn't so buggy, if the uh, writing wasn't so abrasive at all turns, like, if if any one of those things were a little bit less, I feel like the, those far and few between moments where you get, like, a cool grenade like that or whatever would be enough to make this be like, okay, you know, it is more Borderlands, but, you know, sometimes that's, that's okay, too. I kind of admire the fact that it's a game that has a beginning, middle, and end, and you're just done with it, eventually. Um, It's like, on the
0: one hand, I admire that, and on the other, it's like, okay, well... I guess like then yeah. then all there is is this kind of boring story. Yes. Uh because there's no That's end game. I'm not going to yeah. be raiding with my friends, so like don't really care about that. Uh They until... didn't put
1: anything in between in to replace it. Exactly.
0: Than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do you think here's the question. Uh do you want to start a pool on when Borderlands 3 gets a battle royale mode? Oh no. Oh, Merit. No. I know no. I oh.
1: Merit. I know I said the Con Circuit thing was the most depressing thing that you would ever said, but like,
2: boy. No, and now I'm not going to be able to say 100 Tetris pieces or whatever drop onto an <laughs> island because it's going to be in the goddamn trailer. <laughs> they're just going to say 100 Vault Hunters drop onto an island, and now we can't say that anymore.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Uh. You know, I feel like I would have
2: to look at their at their roadmap, their DLC. Yeah, I'm roadmap. gonna say I'm gonna say March. March. Yeah, I'm gonna say March.
1: Uh, I will say January. I feel like wow, beginning really. be- beginning of twenty nine or of twenty twenty. I guess yeah, beginning of
2: the new decade, as we have discussed and established. I think that implies that would imply that they've done enough work on that engine to support more than four people in it at a time. <laughs> Actually, you know.
1: <laughs> it, no, it'll be a battle royale, but it'll be a battle, it'll be like the, the dying light battle royale where it's just
2: like six people. <laughs> oh, great. I love this. Um mm. now I'm afraid uh, just hearing y'all talk about it, this is definitely what the next Saints Row is gonna be like, right? Oh god damn it. Right, like they're like Ah oh, dang. Ah oh, jeez, ah oh, dang. We're just Hey everybody! Remember when we just like
1: all gave ourselves clinical depression like by <laughs> just piling on top of each other throughout this entire episode with the like the uh-huh. most heinous shit we have ever said? Oh, but you're because you're totally right. That's what that's what makes it so sad is because you're absolutely right. It's Saints Row is just going to five is just going to feel Wait, exactly who like owns Saints Row. Saints
0: Row now is it Two K Nordic? Two THQ yeah. Nordic? THQ yeah. Nordic. There's huh, no such correct. thing as Two K yeah. Nordic. Or uh, no, yeah. no,
1: no, 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 no. Deep Silver. I think got that one. No, that is no, that is them though. That's. Is it?
2: Yes, that's them.
1: Oh, I thought they were. Yeah. I thought they were two separate entities. Interesting. Mm-mm, that's them. I thought that. I thought Saints Row was like the one thing THQ Nordic didn't get.
2: <laughs> I think they're they're owned by the same holding company, so uh-huh. they haven't just been they just haven't been squished together yet. Yeah. Because like we're definitely only a year and a half away or whatever from them dropping Nordic and it just oh, being yeah. THQ again. Yeah. You you um, want some
1: over under on when that happens? Uh, yeah. But yeah,
2: that, that's definitely what's gonna happen to Saints Row 5 is they're just gonna not, they're gonna be like, you know what, people loved Saints Row 3. Yeah.
4: Uh, and that fair? game did
2: come out in 2, which fair, a good video game. Um, some would say the game of the year that year. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's just, they're just gonna make another one of those with this at, targeting the same audience. Yeah, and right. it was tar- Ugh.
1: Ugh. Which that game had like a lot of really some of the, the some of what made that humor in that game so novel was that it was like actually like weirdly inclusive and like smart yes. about a lot of stuff like that. Uh, I don't think the people who are going to be rebooting that project because my understanding is that the people at Volition right now are mostly not people who worked on those games that you liked. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: I don't think I don't think eight chain friendly two K or two a, THQ Nordic uh, is going to be particularly uh, receptive to some of the message. Well, from Saints Row the Third, it's
1: it's gonna be it's gonna play like Saints Row the Third, a game that came out in what 2012? Did you say same mm-hmm. in the year as Borderlands two? Uh, it's gonna play like Saints Row the Third, and it's gonna have the tone of Saints Row two.
2: That's mm. a fucking yikes for me.
0: I'm. <laughs> did you ever play Gad Out of Hell?
2: Yeah, unfortunately. It. <laughs> yeah,
0: it wasn't that great. <laughs>
2: it was not very good.
1: Uh, Stephen, so do you know this? Do you know what this is about? I, I, I'm familiar with the with the piece of DLC. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Where you're just Johnny Gat and, uh, you go to hell and you well, meet that's, Satan.
1: because that's, that's the, that's the game that leads to the Agents of Mayhem timeline. Yes. one of, oh, one, yeah. of the, one of the choices you pick at the end of, of the game One of the timelines is
0: Agents of Mayhem. Of Mayhem. Mayhem. Yeah. hmm Which is, let
1: the, me tell you, it's not a good game. The our universe. Pierce is just in that game. Like, they have the fleur-de-lis. Like, Fuck Pierce. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what they say That's the classic uh-huh. bit Is that they emotionally abuse Pierce <laughs> It's very funny Oh
1: boy Um Jane Austen
0: fuck. Man fuck Saints Row 3 and
1: 4 so Saints Row
2: 3 are they're such a good video game There is a scene Where you jump on, off of a helicopter Into a <laughs> building Where a party is happening and then at the end of it, you jump off of the building you jumped onto you to begin a car chase. And the entire time that you're jumping onto the building,
1: it is playing Kanye West's "Power" because that it's was the so game that started good. that.
2: It's so good.
1: Oh my god. Um. Yeah i i hope that I hope that game turns out well because uh, they have said that they're making a fifth one. But boy, how yeah. and they're
2: they, they're also working on like a Netflix movie. There they are. That is true. That is from the from the same dude who was writing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> okay.
1: You know what? Oh like, God. there is a universe where the person who gets Saints Row right is also the person who gets Mortal Kombat right. But it's yeah. also the opposite is true. The person who doesn't understand how to do Mortal Kombat is also going to be the person who mm-hmm. doesn't understand Saints Row.
2: <laughs> Definitely.
1: This- 100%. Wait.
0: It wasn't okay the mortal Kombat movie i feel like i heard just like bizarre things about it and i don't remember and like
2: in that it exists yes
0: yeah and i actually i feel like maybe i'm not uh, i don't know if i'm like supposed to talk about, i feel like maybe someone was like telling me about the script and uh it just sounded buck wild uh, there's some weird johnny cage stuff uh, oh. because of course there is it would be so easy to make a good mortal combat movie and just people it like they already did it once yeah but you could do one today that's like here is my pitch here's my elevator pitch for a Mortal Kombat movie uh, that will appeal to people who don't know anything about Mortal Kombat uh, Johnny Cage is a vlogger okay. who <laughs> uh, who does you? martial arts stunts and all kinds of stuff and his uh, some his haters constantly accuse him of not being a real martial artist oh, and uh-huh. someone approaches him from the dark web one day and is like, I know a way that you can prove that you are the greatest martial artist in the world. Enter the Mortal Kombat tournament and he's yes. like fuck yeah dude and so he's live streaming the whole thing oh my um, God. and he's basically like a Jake Paul or something
4: uh-huh. mm-hmm. and
0: uh, it's they just do all these fights and then they start to realize that there's devils and demons and stuff. And yeah. uh, Johnny Cage and, has and to get enough. Li- they have to, if it, his, his fans have to slam the like button hard enough that he can shoot a fireball.
1: <laughs> yeah, he needs to have access to his Mediterranean shadow magic, uh, if you remember. It's like again. a
0: spirit bomb, except it's channeled through the internet.
1: <laughs> oh my um. god. Um, you're basically describing Mortal Kombat 9, and the arc of Johnny Cage is him going from being a, one of the Pauls to, like, actually being a good dude, and then Mortal Kombat 11 is him beating his shitty self from the past. Yeah. And so, like, honestly, like, you're, you're speaking my language, because you're just taking all the best beats from the actual games and, like, making it into a one-movie version of it. I love it. Um. God, that would... You know, we have to delete this because this is. We have to. We have to <laughs> sell the script. I gotta sell it. We have to. We have to tweet at the person. Oh, <laughs> we have to tweet at Jake Paul to tell him you <laughs> need to star as Johnny oh,
3: Cage.
2: Oh, no. at Jake at Paul is Ed Johnny Bood. Cage is.
1: Uh, it's so sad.
2: Ed um, Boon, have you heard of this this lad named Jacob Paul?
1: Uh much like Marvel has heard of one Ronda Rousey and his eyeball and uh, perfume for the She uh, Hulk production.
3: Uh, 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 uh.
1: Oh boy! Speaking of like the worst news of the week. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was Borderlands, as you can almost certainly guess. Uh, us talking about the the hot new video game Borderlands. Uh, yeah, we not- loved it, and it's the Fanbyte Twenty Nineteen Video Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to Borderlands. Uh, we also talked about Control there at the top of that. Uh, I can talk a little bit about uh, Damon X Machina, which is a uh, yeah. I want to hear about it because I game. did
0: play the demo. Yeah, and it seemed fun and definitely the second demo was like hugely better than the first one in a lot of ways Uh, and I've read a little bit more about it since then and I'm like okay well it's not what I hoped it was going to (laughs) be but uh, because I kind of hoped it would be like a oh it's the future and there's like all these different weird like uh, merc groups and you have to decide like who to take missions from or like who to side with but it's basically like a linear story,
1: right? Yeah, so far, anyway, I'm not all the way through it by any stretch of the imagination, but it does, there are two types of missions that are like, there are like the main missions, which do seem to, so far at least, just travel down this like um, linear path. And then there are free missions you can take, which are just like, you do it and you kill some monsters or whatever and you get some money. Um, The element where you are like, Choosing which uh, factions to side with, or whatever. Which I also, I maybe, maybe this ends up becoming a bigger thing later on. But I, all that was also my first thing. Was like, oh, you're gonna have it's gonna be three houses. I'm gonna have to choose my group of uh, weird murder friends to hang out with and go fight bad guys. Um, the way that manifests so far is that like as you progress through the story, you meet all these different mercs from all these different companies that are all uh, interacting with each other. And then once you have like reached a certain point in the story. Certain of those characters um, <clears throat> become recruitable. Like, you can pay money to oh, have you, them be a partner. Oh, you can get them
0: as, like, support. Totally. Right? Yep. Yeah. You can bring I'm, them on like,
1: missions for, for a fee, and
0: they'll, they'll help you uh, complete objectives. Have you replaced any of your characters' parts with robots yet? Oh, for, like, the physical body of the character?
1: Yeah. So I haven't gotten to the part. I've, I, this is something else I've ever heard, is that you can get out of your mech at po- points in this game. Yeah, and, like, yeah. fight on foot. I haven't gotten to that at all yet. They haven't even hinted yet that I can even get out of the robot. Yeah, it doesn't
0: seem Mm. very useful, but apparently you can do it and you can definitely like, yeah, there's like a whole, because you can alter your character's appearance at any time. And then also you can like do upgrades like, oh, my eyes are better now, but you can also do like, if you go far enough along on any upgrade tree, it's like, are you sure? This is going to fuck your guy up. And it's like, (laughs) all right. And it's like, yeah, you have robots for arms now. And like, Okay, and there's no, like, mechanic in the game, as far as I can tell, where people react to you, like, my dude, you're just three robots. Um, but I guess they just wanted you to know that, like, hey. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's there are other characters that I've run into so far that, are, that have, like, cybernetic parts or whatever and refer to it, but nobody seems to have, like, a weird stigma around it. Like, um, there's, like, one dude whose name I forget who's, like, one of the cooler guys. So all the mercs that you meet are, like... Super cool dudes. They're super cool. I don't know. I like them a lot. (laughs) But they're all just super weird. Like, uh, I don't... This game's tone is all over the place. It's super
0: weird. Yeah. There's, like, that bubblegum-haired, pigtailed girl who's like, uh I just think everyone should die. Uh Uh-huh. And then her friend... Like, everyone should die. And
1: then, like, her friend is, like, this gothy girl who's just like, I think I should die. (laughs) 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 Um... And then when you're hanging out with those two characters, like, there's this other guy who's the guy who has cybernetic legs. He's the first cybernetic character I'm, uh, that I encounter in that game. And he's just this, like, really down-to-earth, like, uh, kind of older black dude uh, who's just, like, the, put up against these two, like, anime girls. And they're, like, talking about, like, we're way stronger than you, old man. We could fucking kill you in a second oh, if yeah. we
0: want to. <laughs> I that's in the demo. And he's just uh-huh. like, please, please stop.
1: Yeah, he's just like a normal mercenary. Like he seems like what, like what an actual mercenary would be like. He's just like, yeah, no. I mean, she's technically right. She's pretty strong, but also like, fucking chill out. <laughs> like this is so weird. Um, There's a guy so,
0: who's like obsessed with like he just always talks like some kind of fucking romantic hero. Yes, like he's uh-huh, just like uh-huh. ah yes, a library is a place of knowledge from the twentieth <laughs> century.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, there's, like, this whole weird thing about... Like, there's this whole mission where you're defending a library. Not a literal library. It's just, like, a repository of knowledge. But in this world, they call it... So the moon exploded, right? Uh, That's the premise for this game. Oh, no. (laughs) Not the moon. (laughs) That's where Lance Reddick lives. We need him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um... The moon ex- uh, in the opening cutscene. The moon explodes uh, and hits the Earth, and you know it's post-apocalyptic society run by corporations, um, and all the corporations have different philosophies about like how they want to run the world, and they're starting to. In the it's implied that in the past they all kind of like worked together as they were trying to like fix the the planet and kind of get into a stable place, but now that the world has mostly stabilized, uh, they're all starting to get like really bickering uh, and stuff like that. and They all have different like ways they think that things should go. Um, and different mercenary factions work for different ones most of the time. Um, and everybody has their own philosophies. And that's kind of one of the cooler parts of like, the tone of the game so far. And you know, I don't think we've actually said, this is like a mech game. <laughs> this is like a game where you are in a robot and are fighting tanks and airplanes and other mechs and all, other, all kinds of stuff. I would actually almost liken it to like an Ace Combat like a way more ar- even arcadier than Ace Combat, but like in terms of just like your radar is just full of like radar pings, and you're going from point to point, shooting them as much as you can, and you get higher payouts depending on how many you destroy. And the mission structure is a little bit like that, uh, but you're in a robot, and you have like super customizable. Like you can you can customize what gun you have in each arm. You can customize what your legs do. You can like ch- what uh, those legs do. Your- what those legs do though. It damn <laughs> it, a robot, and it got legs. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah i mean it's a it's an armored core kind of yeah it's made by the um, armored core man oh is it really yeah
1: uh it's, so they must have split off from from software which i i would heard that there was some lineage there i didn't realize that uh that it was like the director or anything of that of that franchise as um, far as i know yeah that's that's super cool because yeah so far i that was actually going to be one of the things that I was going to point out, was that so far there haven't been... I'm just getting to the part of the game where I'm really starting to fight other robots a lot more and mm. having to really think about, like, oh, this dude doesn't die in two hits like a tank. Like, I need to, like, boost away and have limited stamina. It literally just causes stamina, which is weird, uh, to boost with uh, and get away from people who are, like, using melee attacks on you or locking onto you with missiles. And there's a lot of, like, getting in and out uh, in a Gundam Versus, if anybody's familiar with that franchise-type uh, way. Uh, kind of dancing around these cities and using buildings as cover. Getting to that part so far is the part that feels the most Armored Core-ish to me. But early on, you're just fighting a lot of tanks and, and airplanes and stuff, and just kind of racking up points while girls talk to you about um, how they want to die. <laughs> and,
0: but it's like way more uh, anime than Armored Core because that series was always like pretty like it's super down to earth. It's, it's super, super... It's like you're just a big clunking robot, and you have like heat and like all this stuff. And this is just like you're just a fucking anime robot. You can fly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, can you can fly.
1: Just, un- like... You have a limited flight. Um, the only thing that you have to worry about is you have you have limited boost, but that just recharges. Your an- yeah. enemies drop ammo when you kill them, so it's like you're not really worried about ammo that much. Your individual body parts can be blown off, mm. uh, um, and then you re- you can replace them by when you whenever you kill a uh, another mech, their body goes to the ground, and you can salvage one part from them. And at the end of the mission, you get to keep those parts. But if you're like if you lost an arm and then like kill a guy and go loot his corpse, you can replace his arm with your arm or your arm with his arm uh, and stuff like that. And the different arms have different stats and all kinds of stuff, you know, it's that. Um, But so far there's just not a lot to talk about in terms of like what the overall structure of that game is. Cause so far it really is just mission, 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 mission.
0: I feel like they they just buried it because they were like, this is going to be like an average game for most people that will appeal a lot to like, a certain group of people people who
1: haven't had an armored core game to play in six years
0: right and those people will find it anyway but like they released it on the same day as borderlands and like mm-hmm. on the reception page uh on the reception part of the article on wiki all it says is that it received mixed or average reviews on metacritic like ign gave it a 6.5 so like yeah Which,
1: if you look at the Armored Core series as well, like, those games have, are generally mediocre reviews, and then you'll be, there will be, like, one person who, like, writes for Eurogamer or whatever is like, no, this game is fucking awesome if you understand Armored Core. Right, yeah. uh, Awesome, Walker talked about this a little bit, about how, like, the Armored Core series kind of occupies a similar space for a lot of people as, like, Dynasty Warriors, um, Mm. where where people just kind of like you've either written that series off or you are so deep into it that you know the, the very minute differences that actually make these games very very different from one another even right. if it's not your cup of tea um, and yeah I mean Daemon X Machina seems like it's I would say on the arcadier end of the Armored Core type stuff um, but so far I'm enjoying it so I'll maybe report back in the future when, I, when I've had more time to
0: check it out yeah so. let me know sweet
2: I just, can I just, I have one thing about NBA 2K20's story. Yeah, please, I want to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay, so, you know, y'all know, y'all know Lamorne Morris. He's on, he was on New Girl. He was the host of Brain Rush on Mm -hmm. Cartoon Network, the game show where they put children on a roller coaster and then made them do trivia. (laughs) Yes, that one. Y'all introduced me
1: to Lamorne Morris. I had not, I was not familiar with this person before you showed me who he was.
2: So he's got magic? This is not. He's magic. <laughs> he possesses magic in the basketball game. Was freshly released from prison, uh, which is a thing that I learned in. Okay, so there's. Two K makes a television show for the internet called Two K TV that releases an episode every week for basically the life of the of the game, which is actually what? kind of cool. And you watch like basically if you play the game for an hour or so like an hour and a half, you've basically watched the entire thing because they put it in the loading screens. So there's always something for you to be watching during the loading screens. There's also trivia that you can do during the loading screens. <laughs> that is that is how you get, it's a very easy way to pick up one or 200 VC. There's also, and y'all, I am I cannot stress enough how serious I am being. There's an HQ clone that happens every night in the neighborhood section of the game, that is just basketball trivia. Uh, that instead of giving you money, gives you virtual currency, uh, so you can make your guy jump higher or dunk better. Uh huh. Anyway, so Lamorne Morris has magic, and he's a barber, <laughs> um, and he just has that's that's his whole character. Like the, I was like kind of expecting the story mode in the my player uh, version of like the my player part of uh, the game. To be in depth um, Right before this game came out In our Slack we were talking about The Spike Lee version The Spike the Spike Lee edition of the game Live in the Dream yeah. uh-huh. Which I, again y'all if you haven't watched it uh, You just type in Live in the Dream into YouTube.com And just sit down for seven hours Or however long that yes. thing is And go on a quest Because it's amazing um, Or just look game... up
1: NBA Ghost And you'll be fine yeah. You just need that part <laughs>
2: so good it's so good but this the story mode in 2k20 you play five games of basketball like five full games of basketball over the course of maybe three hours and that's the whole story mode uh
3: huh
2: okay that's the whole story mode like there's a whole part where like you I'm just gonna spoil it because it's not even as it's not there's nothing that could be spoiled you start you're in college your best friend tears his ACL then you're like ah Dang, that sucks. Then the school takes his uh, scholarship away, and you're like, "Oh, that sucks. They shouldn't have done that." So then you don't play in the quarterfinal basketball game, like in the in the NCAA tournament, as
1: like a protest.
2: Yeah, in protest, and then you drop out of school? Question mark. You're a senior. It is April, (laughs) And and your solution to this is to drop out of college. You drop all the way out of school. And then you do some weird rigmarole where you find an agent because you go play basketball with a professional in your high school gym where I, I like had to do research to make sure that this was the case. Is It's it's a Final Fantasy unwinnable uh, fight situation where you just play one-on-one with a prof- – you're eight, 19 years old, 19 or 20 years old, um, and then Kawhi Leonard, a professional basketball player who has a foot and a half and about 45 pounds of muscle on you. Just dunks on you seven times and then walks out of the room. Oh, why? See, he also has magic. He teleports. It's, there. Unclear. Yeah. <laughs> it's unclear. Why and then oh so okay, so then you go to Chicago and you do the draft combine, which is you just do uh, Mario Party minigames. Again, not a joke. You it's just it's just Mario Party mini games um and quick time events which determine how high you jump and how strong you are. And then those stats are n- immutable. If you fuck up those mini games, you cannot <laughs> jump higher. You are, you cannot get stronger. Those are permanently marked to your character. So, And they also do a terrible job of explaining them to you. So my basketballman cannot jump. He has zero hops, which is a critical problem in the basketball game. I would think um, so.
1: That seems important to yeah. basketball.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then you play, you play, like, you go to the Combine, you get drafted, and then you play through the Summer League, which is, like, the tournament where they determine whether or not you'll make it to the NBA, um, and then that's it. You get on an airplane, and LeBron James is like, are you going to be more than an athlete or just an athlete? And you literally have a binary choice, I shit you not, (laughs) between... Between what? telling LeBron James if you're going to be an, <laughs> if you're going to be more than an athlete or if you're going to focus on basketball, what? and then Wait, and then that's it, what? that's the whole thing. What you, oh, oh, sorry. What I bear, hold on. There's one more. There's one more thing. You do get another <laughs> binary choice about 35 minutes before that, where your agent comes in and is like, "Hey, do you want to be in this movie with LeBron James, um, or not be in this movie with LeBron James?" Those are the options. What? Um, so obviously, I picked be in the movie. Uh, with and by LeBron James. And then that's where Jaleel White is. Jaleel White is directing the movie. Um, yeah, that's right. Jaleel White, voice of Sonic the Hedgehog and Oracle from Family Matters. Um, he's there directing the movie. You don't have any lines. You stand there for a while and then you play basketball. Sorry, this is the
0: basketball game.
2: This is, yes, this is correct. This is the basketball game. And then you do play basketball with Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, uh, and Lonzo Ball. Um, all players that used to play with LeBron James and the Lakers last year, but then he traded them all away. Uh, so it's it just very awkward. Wait, LeBron <laughs> had
1: that power? LeBron got
2: to Oh yeah, 100%. It? LeBron definitely was like, I don't want these scrubs on my team anymore. I, and he traded them all away.
1: I don't know how basketball works because I didn't think that was something the <laughs> players got to
2: do. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, no, it's Le- it's, Le- it's LeBron's team. Anyway, you do play basketball with them, and then you play some more basketball, and then you get on the plane, and LeBron is like, do you want to be more than an athlete? Uh, Does it matter what you they say? Just... No, it doesn't. They're... None of the choices matter.
0: <laughs> what is this video game? Oh, there's oh
2: there's also there's a conversation at the beginning of the game where a man walks up to you and is like, I've got these shoes. And you're like, What? What, do you mean? what are you talking about? And he's like, these shoes. You listen, you could go with Nike or the Adidas, or you can go with me, a person you've never met or heard of, and the shoe brand you've never heard of, and make a deal with me. Conflict shoes. The brand of the shoe is called Conflict. No.
0: Are they are they Conflict <laughs> shoes? Do they come from? Yeah, yeah do they, they mind- come from
2: the blood mines. Yeah, they, of, they, of, they, of yeah,
0: Sierra Leone. Sierra
1: Leone's uh, own conflict shoes. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. Uh... Anyway, I told, Wait, does he I promise tell that, that, that man, they like make you
0: better at basketball? Are they magic shoes? Is that a they, like are Mike not, situation? they are
2: not. They are not. is not a like Mike situation. They are not magic shoes. They're just bad shoes. <laughs> so your option, your option is to agree with this man and agree to sign a deal with a person you've never met or heard of, or not sign a deal with a person you've never heard of. Again, I cannot stress enough. These have zero. These decisions have zero ramifications. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> Nikki, I okay. want to watch an, an LP of this. <laughs>
2: it's so good. Diaz so, and Marrow are also there,
0: <laughs> right? They
1: are. For, oh God. Well, on on the note of like who else is in this game, I had two questions about about the about the cast of the story mode of this mm-hmm. game. One, uh, 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 Stringer Bell is your like nemesis, right? Idris Elba this is in this is one. Correct.
2: This is correct. Yes, Idris Elba is in this one. He is the one who makes the decision to take the scholarship away.
1: And he's just—he just seems like like basketball stringer Bell. Like instead of killing people, this is correct. Like, he's just like they, their version of killing people is taking them off the basketball team. So you're ba- yeah bad.
2: Is he if a bad you guy? can believe it, uh, no, because it makes sense. Like that's the other part of this is that like okay yeah it is shitty that he took the scholarship away, but that's how college works. Yeah, like, like that's how it goes. Like, I don't know, like, I don't get, like, I'm, I'm, I know I'm supposed to sympathize with everyone involved, but I'm also like, listen, I get how he's trying to keep his job. But then apparently, because you protest, he quits his job and then fails upward and becomes an assistant coach in the NBA with the team that you get drafted by. And then there's a whole there's a whole other thing where you're in the NBA and he's trying to make it and you're trying to make it and it's like ah there's workplace rivalry. Are he's you and a- Idris Elba gonna uh gonna get over your problems? He's not a um, player though. Are- exactly, he's not a player. Also Thomas Middleditch is there as the white guy because there's a white guy wait. in every one of these. Wait,
0: wait, wait. Hoops?
2: Yeah, yes, yes. Swinger Thomas Middleditch no! is here. <laughs>
0: No, I just read an article about him and he seems so bad.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. He's here um, as the same character that they write into every one of these, which is, is this white guy going to steal this black guy's money? Which is the (laughs) whole plot line (laughs) every single year. Oh my God. My other question
1: about the cast was I know Shaq is in this game because he's in all these games, and those those Shaq segments with him and the other two people whose names I don't know seem very, very good, actually. They
2: are very good. Uh, uh,
1: but does he break into your house at some point, or am I thinking of a different NBA? That's a
2: no. That's a different one.
1: Okay, Shaq doesn't break Shaq, into your Shaq house. Shaq does in not this break one.
2: into your home in this one. No, 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 no. But no. he that's does nice do
1: it one. in a different one.
2: Yes, in a previous year, I think you are playing 2K with your with a roommate or something, and then Shaq does come into your home on
0: on uh invited. <laughs> Wait, is that <laughs> the one did- where they're like playing? You're like playing uh. Xbox with your friend and there's like a really Visible bottle of Gatorade
2: Oh 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 okay 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 there's a Whole ass listen there's a whole ass Cutscene in this one where you pick So remember when I was talking About how you did go get dunked Dunk on by Kawhi Leonard seven times mm-hmm. so there Are five of there there are four other Cities and the game randomly picks One of those other three Um, To give you the Gatorade commercial That's in the middle of this uh Video game where the whole scene is you play like a quarter of basketball or something, and then you go to a gym and then a another basketball man is there. In my case it was Carl Anthony Towns, and he put two shots up and then sat at half court. So you walk over to him and you're like, What's up, Carl? And he's like, Hey, what up, Shay? And then you sit down and he's like, I'm tired. And Shay's like, Me too. And then he's like, Hey, what's your favorite Fraveler Gatorade? And you're like, Man, I love cool lime or whatever. And then he's like, you know, I love the red one. And then that's the whole—that's the whole scene. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> they discuss their favorite flavors of Gatorade, and then they walk away from each other.
0: Walk well, goodbye forever.
2: I also, I also this morning um, did get did sign a deal with Gatorade, and I was conf- I looked I should have taken a screenshot because I looked at the screen and was very confused. So you sign a deal with Gatorade in the video game. To design, there's a brand... Did you know that there's a brand new system of Gatorade that delivers the Gatorade to you in a radically new way?
1: Is it an but IV bag?
2: It, it is not an IV bag. They basically just put concentrated... Uh, oh shit. You know Mio? You know that, like, <laughs> yes. like syrup? Mm-hmm. It's basically just that. They, you put it in the cap and you put mm. water in it, and then you push it down and you shake it. And it's I feel Gatorade. like I've seen
1: it. Like Gatorade pods.
2: Yeah, it's Gatorade pods. Um... Please, please don't eat them. <laughs> please do not eat them. Um, but okay, so you design, you sit in the in the conference room with not Thomas Middleditch, but a different guy who looks like Thomas Middleditch, because they couldn't get Thomas Middleditch for the whole game. Um, so there's a Thomas Middleditch uh, simulacrum. Oh my god. Uh, so you you sit down in the chair, and they're like, hey, you ready to design your bottle? And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, are they going to make me design my own bottle of Gatorade? Yes, they do allow you to design your own <laughs> bottle of Gatorade. <laughs> now I hear what you're saying. Is it for the game? No, it is not for the game. They do send you an email to your human, human real world no. email address. No, where you can purchase for, well, not twenty four ninety nine because they do send you a twenty percent off coupon code. Oh, uh, the the bottle that you have customized inside of National Basketball Association 2020. Uh, so I could, if I were so inclined, um, buy a, a Gatorade bottle that does say Venus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> please, please. It. Bring expensive.
2: Bring it on, Wait, lunch, bring it on, Wait, lunch. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna just do that. So that's that's 2K20. Um you should, the basketball is good. Is <laughs> it? Yeah, the basketball part is good. They also put the WNBA in there, which is cool cuz that get that has not um the WNBA was in the NBA Live games which are bad uh to play. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, famously so
2: fam yeah, famously bad. There was one where they just didn't release it. It was so bad. Yep. Can uh-huh. we remember? Can we why don't they do that anymore? Remember when there was a period of time where people were like, oh, this video game sucks, and they pulled the whole last video we game off of store out. shelves?
1: Remember when there was a time when human beings felt shame, when that was still yeah. a
2: concept in the <laughs> world? Um, no, but yeah, they put the WNBA in there, and it just, it feels really good. Like The basketball, every single year with these ones, as long as you're not playing it for YouTube or playing it professionally uh, in the 2K League, which if you ever want to see like how fucking busted esports can get really you should sit down and watch some games of the NBA 2K League because it is just people playing video game basketball um, and none of them look like they're having fun because (laughs) they're just running into it's it's Uh clear that like not even in Madden at least there's like there's some sort of strategy because you don't know what the other person is doing and there also aren't other people on your team that you have to rely on um but 2k league is just 5v5 it's 10 people playing 2k at the same time so that means that they're all fighting the video game as they're trying to play organized basketball it is fucking wild it is truly ridiculous um but yeah that's 2k it's a it's a good one. It's a good one this year. It sounds like there's not basketball
1: in it from your description.
2: <laughs> no, in the story mode there they is forgot no basketball. That part. Once you once <laughs> you do finish the story mode, then they do let you play basketball.
0: They got the they got the uh, the, the wizard. They got the uh, <laughs> the Gatorade. They got um, the Gatorade. Yeah. They got the gambling. Oh shit!
2: They okay. There is gambling. There is yes. There is gambling in this one. Also, I did forget you can buy a skateboard. So there's... Okay, so there's a whole part
0: outside of the game. is there a Tony Hawk Pro Skater in it?
2: Okay, here's the thing. I don't know. There could be... Because there are people in the neighborhood, which is like the outside zone, on hoverboards—not like—not like Uh, like the wheeled hoverboards, like uh, the Back to the Future hoverboards—on hoverboards, Uh, BMX bicycles, and skateboards, going around and doing ollies and shit. What year is this game
1: set (laughs) in? See, the part of this is that like if you had said like, "Oh, they have hoverboards and also <coughs> like hover bikes or anything like that." But no, hoverboards only. Everything else is real, goddamn. Is damn it. real.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um and there there's also right now there's disc golf going on. So like you can run over to a corner and you can play disc golf. Um
0: do you yeah. get more Yu-Gi-Oh cards if you play Disco? Sorry. Uh, that...
2: Stephen. yes, you do get more Yu-Gi-Oh cards if you do are, the Disco. Are call. the
0: NBA games slowly just kind of becoming Second Life? Yes. Are they just going to keep adding you activities can? until the basketball okay. is, like, uh, so marginal that it's just Second Life?
2: Yeah, because um, so right next to the basketball building where you go, you walk into the basketball, full, the building, basketball yes. menu, um, mm-hmm. there is <laughs> the, basketball the Gatorade. Is... There's the Gatorade building which is where the Gatorade is sold, which is attached (laughs) to the the Gatorade training facility. (laughs) Uh, And then across the street is the tattoo store and the bike store, uh, the bike slash skateboard slash hoverboard store, which is next to the clothing store, which does just have express suits in it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, are they branded?
2: They are branded express suits, so there's a section oh that is God. express suits, and then there's a generic, we've designed these suits here at 2K, but, but there is a branded, ex- do they look the exact same, Steven, is that your question? Yes.
1: There's, that is one question, Nikki, I have so many questions, I, one of which is, it's a basketball game, though, do you, can you play basketball in the suits?
2: Uh, absolutely not. No, you cannot. Is it Where do you a- see the suits? Uh, it is when you walk out in some cut scenes sometimes.
0: That's your your ring entrance attire. So, it Steven, is, yes. I don't know if you've seen basketball lately, but uh, you're a pro wrestling fan, I, I believe. Yeah, uh-huh. And so, uh, I've been to partake. much like wrestling, every, uh, when someone comes out, they get their own theme music, they're wearing something different. They take that off mm-hmm. to participate in the basketball. It does take... Quite a lot longer than <laughs> wrestling because there are many more participants yeah the,
2: there are many pieces in the
0: basketball game but they all do get to play their own song and that's the rules for basketball um, that that man did I want to say uh, John this is basketball. this is true though Canadian man who came up with basketball maybe Johnny
2: Appleseed this Johnny is true Appleseed. though this is true. Every player does have their own walk-up music.
1: Not yeah. every player, I bet. No, 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 no.
2: The good no, ones. No? No?
1: Every player. Every Every player. Is every game of basketball four hours long and only an hour of that is basketball?
2: <laughs> of gameplay? yeah.
1: And then at the end, everyone really gotten... the arena has to watch a Gatorade commercial. They have to design their own Gatorade bottles and then send them off to the to the stands where they have three D printers and then everyone has to wait for their individual they only have three D printers. Or three <laughs> three D printers. So everybody has to wait in these three lines, alright? So this mm-hmm. is this is my new understanding of basketball is that Gatorade happens and you play in suits and um, Kawhi Leonard does an RKO. That's what they all I <laughs> picked up on.
2: They also do have at uh, in, at timeouts. They do wheel out um, in the in the basketball games. Oh, my other favorite part about my player before I get to the turrets um, is that there, in my player, you have the you're not playing basketball the whole time, so the game gets around this you know, by giving you two options. Uh, you can sit on the bench, and from oh, the yeah. bench perspective. Watch the basketball. Yeah,
0: happen. I remember that from there was no. a monster factory from like a few years ago. And it was just like yeah. and you can get benched like if you get taken what? out of the game and you're just yeah. watching basketball just watch happen the basketball. from the bench, like you can't even see past the guy's nope. head. <laughs> nope. You what? do just sit on the bench. Then
2: they've solved they have solved that problem. Now you can press and hold A. And then it is just they, they have true, well, and truly boiled down the essence of basketball into it's just numbers on the screen. It's the, it's both it's both teams and then the the pictures of each person on the screen. And then every time someone scores points, the number above their head goes up.
0: They didn't just like, they didn't just decide to have like a fast forward button.
2: No, 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 no. You, you you watch that until it's your turn to play basketball again. And then you go back on the floor. Um, Sports but games are the funniest timeouts, fucking things I have ever heard of. But just, during the timeouts, you uh, they do wheel out um, 50 round uh T-shirt turrets? Sorry, <laughs> no, what? 50 um, round, they have a clip. They have a magazine like a Gatling gun. They have, yeah, yes. They're there. I need to. I'm going right after this. I'll uh, I'll go into a game and capture it so I can send it to y'all. But it is just a drum barrel machine gun style turret that shoots t-shirts into the crowd. And then there's also. A horde of fifteen children slash teenagers that are the exact same model at every single arena across the country, and they do Fortnite dances um, before and after the turrets come out. (laughs) Anyway, that's (laughs) too.
1: Podcast at fanfight.com is the email address that you can use to reach us. We had a question this week, I'm gonna put it off till next week because we've been going for fucking seven hours talking about NBA 2K, and it's the greatest two hours of my entire goddamn life. I wanna make that absolutely clear. But we do need to we do need to put an end to this. We do need to stop. I like Nikki, you came in just like, yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about. I just, I just talk about NBA 2K real quick. So, did you know that, quick. like, did you know that your barber is a robot? <laughs> <laughs> His hands turn into machine guns that shoot kids. <laughs>
0: Why? What? That's actually oh. the top tree of um, Moses. Uh, one of Moses' skill trees, they t- turn into t shirt cannons on the map. <laughs> uh. And oh my it god. plays basketball. It's an, you can get out of it, and it'll play basketball <sighs> on its own for you.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Oh jeez. Uh, Merritt, where can people find you?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm Merritt K on Twitter, as always. Um, oh, I started a newsletter too. If you wanna. Uh, read that It's, it's good uh, it's, Oh, a merit a lot,
1: America-centric newsletter or a fanbite newsletter? Uh,
0: no, just me It's not about video games It's about oh. I'm, al- I'm allowing myself to write about anything but video games there Oh um, I just had the, the first one went up on Sunday And it's about a song called Somebody's Watching Me By Rockwell uh, And uh, some other stuff too So yeah, I'll be putting stuff up on there. If you want to read stuff by me that's not about games, that's where it is.
1: When you said you had a newsletter, uh, your own personal newsletter, my mind immediately went to you, like writing about like, "Hey, gang, I got up out of bed this morning, had peanut butter crunch, got to work, went to work."
0: <laughs> yeah, and just like mailing my journal out, um, just my <laughs> comings, my general comings and goings and wheelings and dealings. Yeah. Oh
2: my God. Nikki, where can people find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Gatsua G-O-D-S-E-W-A Yeah.
1: Fucking watch that. Everybody who's listening to this (laughs) uh, just as a reminder, watch that goddamn Zavala Destiny video. (laughs) Search, find his Twitter. uh, Watch that video. It's so good. The way he says Donald Duck is just so (laughs) good. Uh, (laughs) And then he goes on to a tirade about just like, ah, yes, if you murder
0: the children first. (laughs) About how you should kill children first to demoralize the adults. People go after Scrooge McDuck. He's got the resources, but the heart and soul is the children, Donald. The children are our future. That's why I killed them. (laughs) Is that what Donald Duck sounds like?
2: Yep. Oh, Donald Duck is it. voiced you, by um
0: you, What's your best oh, Donald? Shit.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Nikki, no.
0: What that was? He didn't say what was a that word. <laughs> uh, do your best Donald saying, uh, what's a good destiny line? Um Whether we wanted to or not.
3: <laughs> Whether we wanted to or not. We're wrapped into a wall with the combined amounts. I think we're wrapped into a wall with the
1: combined amounts. That was too good, Nikki. That's the problem. I can't
0: follow that. Dude, you have to do one before we're allowed to leave. You have to. Oh, my God. That's really good. That's really good. Wait, are going keep going. Come like- on.
1: <laughs> <Okay. clears throat>
3: okay. we, we got uh, you
1: can follow me on, on uh, Twitter at, at Stevenstrom Strom, Uh You can read fanby.com, podcast at fanby.com, singular podcast, no podcasts. We did have some uh, reader mail or listener mail this week, but I'll, we'll get to that next week. I, I do apologize for that one, but uh, feel free to send in questions, comments, concerns, just sh-
2: protests. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is our whole deal. <laughs>
2: Um, Don Cheadle is the voice of Donald Duck on DuckTales I just have to (laughs) incredible yeah there's a whole episode where they make Donald Duck talk like a normal person and it's just Don Cheadle
3: (laughs) you can't just drop that on
2: (laughs) me it's a good television show oh my god alright
1: well yeah you can find me on Twitter where uh, I'm just going to be fucking tweeting about DuckTales for the next like six days Uh, just so look (laughs) forward to that Uh, (laughs) fuck, I'm fucking dying now. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh. Um, yeah, uh. So, uh, I'm just gonna set us out this week before anything else happens and say.
0: (laughs) No, god, Christ. I have to go. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
1: Hello, everybody. We are here with a special segment of Fan with for you to listen to right now. I am here with uh, Stuart, and I'm sorry, can, how do you pronounce your last name? <laughs> Dougherty. Doherty, okay. Yeah. I'm here with Stuart Dougherty, the uh, sound designer for uh, Lion Bite Games. That is correct, indeed. Perfect. Uh, and you guys are working on a game called Reign of Reflections right now.
4: Uh, very hard and very furiously, because the release date is very soon, actually.
1: Yeah, we ended up uh, recording this a little bit later than I was uh, originally hoping, but uh, things kind of spiraled out of the control like things tend to do. Um, but uh, glad, I'm very happy to see you here. It's been nice to be able to sit down and talk to you finally.
4: Yeah, same. Thanks for uh, having me along.
1: Perfect, yeah. Um, so. Just to kick things off, why don't you just go ahead and give me the elevator pitch on what Ready for Reflections actually is. I've seen it, but I'm guessing that probably some of the people listening to the podcast haven't seen it yet.
4: Yeah, and it's a tricky one to elevator pitch, but I'll give it a shot. (laughs) It's it's basically set in a kind of dystopian future. We have an action-adventure game with a bit of mini-puzzle games thrown in, a bit of turn-based action and strategy. Um, with a very heavy and story-driven uh, experience.
1: Right, yeah. I was looking at it and it kind of definitely getting some vibes of like a so, kind of a mix of like a Telltale adventure game, but then like switches over to almost XCOM-like tactics. Uh, but in seemed like there was maybe more of a focus on, on sort of stealth and stuff as you moved around the environment.
4: Yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll... Kind of a blend of a lot of genres actually you could you could definitely pick up some telltale vibes but it's it's not as linear as say a telltale game um but we have this the same idea of where you have multiple different conversation options and they're all picked by you um, and uh, at certain points throughout the game things that you decide or that you choose will have an impact on how the story goes um and it constantly evolves that way through your choices
1: and I think that like, t- ties into something that we haven't actually like directly talked about yet, which is that the fact that this is going to be episodic, right?
4: Yeah, that's the, the plan. This is uh, a, an ongoing story arc that Victor, the, the director, has uh, written. Um, they actually planned on releasing three chapters at once long ago at one point, but uh, for a little indie company, that became a very ambitious uh, plan. Uh, so I think back then they thought it's better to focus down, uh, and we'll we'll go smaller but higher quality rather than take too much on at once. But there's a lot more episodes to the story after this first uh, chapter.
1: Do you have like a plan on like how long the uh, story is meant to go out ahead of time, or is that kind of a see and how it goes and see how much story there is to tell
4: and how much it will spiral out? We do have a plan. It's it's. I mean, the the outline of the story is essentially written all the way to the ending. Maybe details later on are not fil- fleshed out and filled in so much, so that that might evolve. But th- the plan for the whole kind of story is there, um, and uh, m- that might span many chapters actually till we get to the the end.
1: Okay. On the note about that story, like you say, it's a you know kind of a dystopian world. I get some like you know some cyberpunkish type vibes from it and sort of things like that. The the genre, not necessarily the uh, other game by that name. Uh, But uh, I was kind of curious, just more about like the the overarching story of like what's actually happening in Reign of Reflections. Like what uh, going into it, what should players be kind of expecting to see?
4: Yeah, we can go into a bit of that. Although I will be very vague on some details. The, I'm sure most people will appreciate is, that. They will, because uh, part of this journey is finding out how the world became this way and the, the environment around and the city that you're in and how that all works. It's kind of uh, a, a learning experience as you go through the the different chapters. But essentially, we're we're in a future and we're set in a city called One City, a, a really large city with mm. a very strong, uh, maybe class hierarchy. So there are very privileged people at the top who live a very nice life and people who are in the slums down below these flooded streets and things and our our lead character for this first chapter is one of those privileged they're called suprans so she's a scientist and her parent her mother is a minister so she's had a very privileged view of the world and part of this chapter is her discovering what it's like for the not so privileged in this city but, but basically, in this future, uh, humanity has become infertile. And Wilona is a scientist and she works in a laboratory where they're trying to discover the reasoning for this, maybe find a cure for this infertility. Um, and it starts off with her maybe changing her mind about the moral implications of her work, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's uh, <laughs> at what cost are they discovering these cures and things? So she's maybe having second thoughts.
1: Definitely getting, like, you say that, like, my my mind immediately jumps to Children of Men, which is, like, a very heady uh, film. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but... I
4: actually, yeah, I love that film. It was uh, really great work. Yeah. Um, that's br- definitely been a, a big uh, influence for this idea. Other things like, say, the, the the book The Handmaid's Tale, um, mm. and classics like Blade Runner as well have all helped to shape this this world and this story and the setting that you're in
1: yeah you 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 point that out the the different influences but I I honestly wanted to kind of point out that like what's kind of interesting to me just at first glance at the game is that it doesn't quite look like visually the style seems incredibly distinct and unique and uh, I think that's kind of like one of the more striking aspects about it right off the bat I'm kind of curious like you know uh what was the process you know if you know off the top of your head like what what did the process look like to kind of like craft that world and and the way that it looks and the way that people interact within it
4: uh firstly the easiest answer is some excellent concept artists um we we had some guys who uh, actually before i joined uh bite um a couple of years ago working on concepts uh, again taking inspiration from, from from things like blade runner and, and all these kind of dystopian futures and things like that but but with real imagination on how things can can work like the the amount of detail that's in this city is incredible. So much that, that you don't even see this all in, in chapter one, but hopefully we get to show it to you in, in future chapters. Things like how the public transport in this city works and things like that. There's a whole system figured out for this and with some beautiful concept art and things like that as well. Um, yeah, that was actually going to be
1: one of my next questions. Was uh, from the uh, footage that I've seen of the game, the kind of uh, demo walkthrough that I watched. Um, I it seemed like it mostly took place in within like the same building, or maybe it, maybe it was different buildings, and they just you know, it's dystopian future. So of course everything has to you know be uniform and utilitarian and such like that. And I was kind of wondering like, um, yeah, you know, what the are there specific plans to kind of explore the rest of that world outside of that kind of what you described as that pit that uh, privileged background of the main character.
4: There absolutely are. In fact, in, in this chapter, you do get to see see more of it. So, um, from the from the demo, and uh, we'll I think we're planning on having a walkthrough of the the demo section uh, released at some point uh, uh, soon. Basically, you you start off where where Malona lives in her apartment, like I said, up in the where the privileged live and the the upper class. But sh- her journey to to get to the labs and, and see if she can maybe get away uh, with saving the child that's there in the labs, um, that they've been working with in, in her job takes her, takes her through the slums of the city. So you, it's really, you're taking a journey from the very top all the way to the very bottom. Um, and a few other areas down there that I won't really give away too much, but there, mm. yeah, there's a few different areas that you get to explore, um, before you get to the the end of this chapter
1: i like to hear that because uh one of my absolute favorite things in kind of this when you're working in this genre of like dystopian sci-fi and stuff like that is definitely seeing what the what the people in the margins the people who were left behind by the technology um look like and what that kind of society looks like so it definitely Mm. sounds like a very fascinating game honestly
4: and like i say we we don't necessarily manage to fit as much as you might personally like to see into this chapter but uh for chapter two and three you you actually take control of different characters in this city and you see the city from different perspectives so oh. chapter two has a completely different lead character some of the areas that you visit in that chapter are actually the same ones uh, that you visit in this chapter but you see it from a different perspective and you you get to explore around uh, a lot more um so as the chapters go on, more and more of the city gets revealed to you, the player, and more of the story and uh, why things are the way they are will get revealed as we go further on.
1: And... um In the moment to moment of like moving through those chapters and moving through the city and stuff like that, um, what would you say like kind of like, I don't want to be reductive here, but like, what would you say like the ratio of like, turn based tactics to like decision making looks like is it is it you're doing one thing? And then like, okay, combat has started or or action has started. So you need to do this now. And then it's time to talk. Or is it like, is that stuff like woven into the moment to moment? Like, uh, if you could just give me kind of like an overview of like how that looks uh, across the game, that would be great.
4: Yeah, I would I would say woven in is probably a really good way to to describe it. Um, the the encounters, as we call them, because they're not necessarily a combat, um, mm. because you don't have to fight to to solve them. Um, they they exist for very specific reasons and for specific moments, and the choices that you make in the dialogues before the before these encounters will affect what can happen in the encounter as well. And the way that you choose to solve these turn-based encounters will also affect the story. Uh, so if you prefer not to kill anyone as, as you're going through these encounters, you actually don't have to fire a single bullet. Um, they basically revolve around you. You have an encounter with like, the, the task force, like the police of the city that are after you or, or, or some of the other characters. You basically need to get past them to the other side of a room or uh, the area that they're in. And it's up to you whether you do that by killing the enemy or sneaking past them or all these kinds of things.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So could you theoretically get through this entire, at least this first episode, without actually killing anyone?
4: Yeah, in fact, without even shooting the, your gun uh, huh. completely. Yeah, Interesting. And if you choose to do that, then... It, those choices impact not just uh, the story in chapter one, but in the future, all these choices that you've made in chapter one, they'll continue on to the next chapters and they might have uh, some interesting effects later on.
1: And once you reach those other chapters, are is the plan for the game to mostly look at pretty much the same in terms of like how those uh, different characters, those different playable characters operate, or are we looking at like uh, this character has this special ability that only they can use in this episode, or, or is it mostly you're you're playing with the same toolbox uh, from episode to episode, and it's up to you to kind of like vary it up?
4: Actually, our our plan is to even uh, change the toolbox as well. So Wilona, being a science a scientist, her specialist skill is being able to hack computer systems. So the many games that we have uh, included in this chapter revolve around hacking systems or eavesdropping on conversations, um, maybe using those skills to help out NPCs and things like that, who in turn might help you out as well. But say, just to quickly look at chapter two, you're playing as um, a guy who lives down in the slums, in the trench, as we call it, called Dwen, and he's a private investigator. So he's a much more, say, aggressive guy. Maybe his skills are more in, you know, interrogating people and throwing his muscle around rather than solving things gracefully. Right. Um. So the toolbox will even change as well. Um, and then through that you can have different experiences and choose different paths as well.
1: Interesting, and uh, I think that pretty much. Uh, Going to wrap things up here. Uh, that is called the game is called Reign of Reflections, Episode One, and it's going to be available on September twentieth.
4: Yes, indeed. Uh, hoping everything goes well with their Steam launch, but that's the plan so far.
1: Yeah, that was going to actually be like probably my final question here. Is like, so you're looking at Steam? Any plans for um, other uh, consoles or anything other platforms down the line?
4: Yeah, we would uh, really love to because we we have the ability to play the game completely with a controller. Yeah. Um, so it's not dependent on mouse and keyboard in any way. It's just more a case of uh, time and resources. Um, right. I think as a small indie studio, uh, it would have just been a bit too much of a stretch to to work on console releases at the same time. But once we get the PC release out of the way, um, re- it's something we'd definitely love to do.
1: Well, fantastic. Well, uh, in the meantime, people can watch out for that on Steam later this week. It'll it should just be a couple days after this podcast airs. So, uh, Stuart, thank you once again for sitting down to talk with me on this episode, and uh, probably, uh, hopefully, talk to you later as the game comes out.
4: Yeah, my pleasure, Stephen. Thanks for uh, having me.
1: Absolutely.
2: from just outside the room we can. He's well addicted but with the weight team we can punch through those divisions. Take these weeks out and